It's the Odd Drunk Podcast, a very strange podcast, the drunkest show in the world. It's Jackson and Colton talking out of their ass. We don't care as long as drinks are poor. Sometimes we have our friends here. We will talk about anything. Anything. We don't care as long as we have And if you let that whiskey ring. The Odd Drunk Podcast! Hey everyone! <laughs> You're supposed to say Yo Underoos or I don't know. Alright, let's try that again. Let's hey try. everyone! Yo Underoos! Spider Man! <laughs> Do a backflip! Backflip, I did one off screen. Whoa. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty cool. Whew. I'm winded. It was a, the fastest backflip ever, <laughs> and in a chair. Impressive. Yeah, yeah. He just I bat flipped. He just grabbed the chair. He <laughs> whipped the chair. Yes, on me, <laughs> just, on my person. And just flipped. <laughs> yeah, simple. All you have to do is uh, hold yeah. ZL and jump, yeah. jump backwards ZL. Yeah. yeah. And then you get the flurry attack. Yeah. Or 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 if you're are you fuck it up? Or if you're playing the Spider-Man game, you can just press B. Oh, I was making the Tears of the Kingdom reference, actually, but that's fair enough. I'm really the Spider-Man at, reference I'm really in the Spider-Man at, episode. Yeah, I'm really bad at Flurry Rush in Zelda. I just launch nukes at him. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> use a shield. Or a shield. And but you can and make bombs. orbital laser cannons, all that fun stuff. <laughs> I have a hover bike. That That's all I have right now. I love the hover bike. I do have an auto build. I haven't got it right. I've intentionally not looked at any tutorials. I know the basics of how to make it. I want to make my own builds though, but I do want to make a tank and I will look at a tutorial for that. Yeah. Uh, the main build I've made is the, uh, hover a hover tank. tank would be preferable. That would be cool. But you would waste all your battery life on that. <laughs> I have four batteries. <laughs> I've barely started so upgrading far. my batteries. So it's very useful. I've been relying on zone. I charges just a shit ton of them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we are back this week, the Odd Drunk Podcast, to talk about Speederman once again. Speederman. This time, across the Speederverse. Across the... Across no, I'll stop it. <laughs> Spider-Man Across Spider-Verse just came out, the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse. And me and Colton both saw it at the same time. Yeah. Which is rare nowadays. Because of conflicting schedules and whatnot. It's difficult. So we both saw it in the same theater. So we both can have that same enthusiasm and energy that you would expect or not expect. Or maybe we wouldn't have it if we seen it at the same time. Maybe it's worse now. I don't know. <laughs> but our um, audacities are no fuck not audacity. Hindenburg's looking edgy right now. Yeah, it's it's like dark. The, it's like red. the symbiote. Yes. Suit, but for. It's carnage. Audio it's editing carnage. software. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good stuff. So yeah, we're gonna talk across Spider Verse. Give us your, I mean, give you guys our review. Sorry, I'm tired. And we're gonna update finally our Spider Man movie ranking. Last time we did one was August 2021, when we were just speculating on the No Way Home trailer. Now that's came and gone. We have our No Way Home episode, but we didn't update our ranking at that point. I think, I don't know what our reasoning was, but I'm glad we waited on it because we would have had to update it 
two times in a row or three times in a row at this point. Yeah. So a lot of Spider-Man content. I don't know if we would want to throw the games into this. Like the game story. No, I don't think we should. Just keep it the movies. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all the extended Spider-Man TV shows. We'll, we'll <laughs> probably talk a little bit about. Um, Are we going to include Venom and Morbius in this one? Uh, no, we should just Spider-Man. Just Spider, okay. just movies. Plus, I've only seen one of those. Spider-Man. Yeah, I didn't see <laughs> so. Morbius. Um, yeah, <laughs> maybe one day for an episode. So we'll, yeah, we'll we'll talk about across Spider-Verse. We'll. We'll do a ranking. Yeah. And then I do have something special that I that I pulled up here for us. I told – and we'll do this at the end, but I told ChatGPT to come you up with a it. script of J. Jonah Jameson complaining about Peter Parker. Okay. We'll save that for then. Yeah. We'll save yeah. that for then. <laughs> Anyways, before we get into Across the Spider-Verse and a bunch of Spider-Man talk, um, what are you drinking, Colton? I'm drinking Foster's. Well – Currently, I'm drinking what you made me. I'll let you talk about that, but I also have some Fosters here. <laughs> he is drinking what I made him. Open up in a minute here. I've also, uh, if I feel like it, I don't know that I even will have any, but I have some Bullet Bourbon. You know, here. if you if you wanted if we wanted this to be a good Spider-Man episode, we would have Maker's Mark. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Green Goblin's always drinking that. <laughs> but uh, don't don't even know if we'll crack into that. But if we need to take a shot or something, we can. Nice. I also. Well, actually, I don't currently have it here. I left it in your kitchen. But I brought Smirnoff Blueberry Vodka. And ja- you may ask, Jackson, why? Why Jackson, why do you have that? That doesn't sound like you. Why, Jackson? That doesn't. And I'll tell you why, damn it. <laughs> uh, we actually won it at Star Wars Trivia Night at one of our local uh, bars. Yeah. And we won gloriously. By one point. It was close. Yeah. It was really close. Tough competition. But we won fair and square. Yes. And there wasn't any questions in there that I felt like we got gypped on. I think they were all good questions because sometimes they get things wrong. There was one. Well, you know, the the, the host, they're not not an expert on. No, they just find it online like us. So mistakes happen. There was one question which was misleading and slightly wrong, but we still got it right. Due to process of elimination on what we yeah. thought they were trying to ask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, blueberry Smirnoff vodka. We want it, and um, it tastes real good because one of the bartenders, Matt, I believe, right? Yeah. Recommended that it tastes good with a lemonade. Yeah, and it sure does. And, it's uh, like a blueberry lemonade. You know, I, I am very weary of weary of flavored liquors in general, but. Uh, I do think the blueberry with lemonade is pretty tasty. Yeah, it yeah. works good. Yeah, it's nice. I also got Pacifico tried and true. I don't think we've had it a lot on this podcast. We've had it recently. Yeah, it's been a... Um, but it's it's been a fat minute since I've been into Pacifico. It's pretty good, you know? I, it's I, either Pacifico or Modelo for me. I generally go towards Modelo, but... Fair. I think they're pretty equal. I mean... You know, it's blue versus yellow. I like Pacifico's. <laughs> I like their design. Yeah, it's very seventies. It, it feels more appropriate for sitting on a beach or something. Yeah, yeah. Modelo like, feels more backyard barbecue type of. Yeah, backyard barbecue, junkyard yeah. barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's a, a scrapyard barbecues? Yeah, grilling some flank steak <laughs> on your scrap <laughs> type of your thing. Scrap metals. Yeah. <laughs> um 
rail yard. Ah, uh, yeah, rail yard. Dad, is uh, Medela good on the rail yard? Imagine he, he probably legally can't answer that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we're just gonna let you guys imagine. Just imagine <laughs> what he would say. He may say he may recommend a different beer. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> PBRs yes. PBRs are actually not as bad as I thought. He, yep. Okay. <laughs> it did the thing or it didn't do the thing. I don't know. I have this uh, podcast mostly happens in post. Yeah. <laughs> if I even remember to Colton makes this happen. Everything things. we're recording right now doesn't even end up in the final. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. I think he does an AI of me or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, before we get in and talk about yeah, Russ, we, we sit around for a couple hours and talk, and then I just get an AI. And then you just throw it out. Yeah. I'm not even recording right now. Well, you're a liar because I see that you're recording, Colton. Yeah, but it's a new version of Hindenburg. You don't oh, know I might, what it's supposed to look like. That's true. It could look really different. Anyways, before we get into talking about the cross Spider-Verse, so we did what we're drinking. We also have our new bit. Bring in something you want to talk about, Colton. Oh. You're, get your tangents out. I got a haircut today. Oh. Yeah. It did look cleaner, yeah. Yeah. There's not much that's been going on. I've just been playing. Colton got a haircut. I've been playing Zelda. I played some Spider-Man last night. Nice. I yeah. have been playing Spider-Man again just because, you know, I watch a movie and I'm like, I want to play Spider-Man. Yeah. I booted That's... up Miles Morales, unmodded vanilla. And honestly, vanilla, very good. Still really good. Yeah. The swinging is slower than I would like it, but it's so dynamic when, with the animations and the combat and, like, you can wear the into the Spider-Verse suit and, like, have yeah. the 24 frame per second thing going on and everything, and that was fun. I also – so, yeah, I've been playing Tears of the Kingdom – been playing doom eternal a lot of that almost done with the campaign got all the uh crucible keys or what the empyrean keys nice so you can get the unmaker uh from doom 64 yeah yeah been playing that uh been playing tears of the kingdom but i found another game to sink my life into what life i have left uh, <laughs> <laughs> i bought it i did it what diablo 4 Oh, I saw it was nice. getting rave reviews, and I was like, you know what? I've been playing a little bit of Diablo 2 Remastered, but I was like, I want some new, I want a new isometric action RPG. Yeah. And after seeing that Diablo 4 is like, wow, maybe, you know, Diablo Immortal, as cursed that is, all the microtransactions it brought in and all the money it brought in. <laughs> obviously helped go into the production of Diablo 4 proper, this game. Yeah. It's one of the most immersive ARPGs I've ever played. Wow. It's, and I'm not a huge fan of those games, yeah. even other Diablos. Like, I get it. I get the grind. And I think I talked a little bit about this before, like, you know, grinding just for the sake of grinding but this game just feels so fluid it's so beautifully um the, the environments it's it almost maybe a lot of hardcore diablo fans won't like me saying this it feels like its own thing like it's in diablo you have the base classes like necromancer rogue mm -hmm. barbarian that kind of stuff but it feels 
it feels like a proper like just kind of not reboot story wise but game wise right right the way they have it mapped out and the way it flows and just and the game design it's all open world now Ooh, huh you don't load i mean you load into dungeons and stuff but like you just seamlessly go from one region to the next that's pretty cool. and it's well designed and it feels like an open world game even though it's diablo yeah yeah and i mean diablo's a classic but it was desperately in need of kind of an and this is a update to for a modern it's this is honestly like the perfect update you could do because it's still the core gameplay and combat and skill trees and you get your gear and stuff, and you max that out, and min-maxing, all that stuff. There, I mean, there are, but cer- it, there are certain it, games But it doesn't for... feel casual. Yeah. And also, get it on PC if you can. Keyboard right. and mouse, that's the best way to play these games. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I've played Diablo 3 over 100 hours on PlayStation. Much would have preferred a mouse. Yeah. It's designed for that. There's certain <laughs> games that just can't... <laughs> You can't play it not with a mouse and keyboard. I mean, I, I've I, heard they've done a good enough job with the button mapping and stuff. I, I play, I play, you know, on my Steam Deck, and I see on there, um, under like, on Steam, it'll have some games. Could full. you even access? Can you get BattleNet on the Steam Deck? Um, technically, but I'm not gonna try. Um, but it, on Steam, it'll have certain games where it'll say like, oh, it's not verified, but like. You player report says that this game is playable, and that might mean you have to modify controls or, or modify settings a little bit. Um, and on those games is all the Total War games, and I saw that, nice. and I'm like, how? <laughs> how do you on a controller make that work pad. on a controller? I don't, I don't understand. There's a lot of pausing and menu hopping going yeah, on there. <laughs> that, that'd be a nightmare playing Total War. No, but I honestly. Pad. I love Tears of the Kingdom. Still very addicting, but I think Diablo 4, at least for me right now, might be a hair more addicting just because I can sit back, just move my mouse around, press (laughs) a button every once in a while on my keys. I do like games like that. And I'm just chilling and just enjoying the the atmosphere. You can have a beer in one hand. No, literally. You can play it with one hand. I, yeah, that, that's that's cool. If you want. I mean, you would only be able to map two abilities to your mouse unless you have one of those crazy... Some, I need to get one of those gaming mouses. Where some has of those a, old like CRPGs... You could literally... You if you had the right like kind that. of gaming mouse, like with all the additional oh, buttons... Like, like this one here who has like... Like that one, but even more. You would need a little bit more in that. I have like six extra buttons on here. Yeah, if you had one like that, you could literally just play it with the mouse. And it's yeah. just so chill. Well, they make one, they make ones with like a whole number pad on the side. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it's great game. If you've never played Diablo before, I think this would be a great one to jump into. Nice. It's, it's a little bit more user-friendly, but it doesn't treat you like an idiot. Mm-hmm. And... And it's fun to make. I mean, the character creation is limited, but it's always been it's Diablo. Yeah. But you get cool stuff. Nice. Like, I've already got high-level gear just from a couple hours of gameplay. Nice. And from what I've heard, the microtransactions mostly, keyword is mostly, mostly yeah. going to be cosmetic okay. stuff. And I'm like, I've already found cool enough stuff a couple yeah. hours playthrough. So, like, I, I don't feel I like don't I need that. I don't mind microtransactions when they're done in a way I like where them to be. They are 
they're they're unnecessary. In, in addition, they're, they're just yeah, there, but you don't have to, you know, engage with them. I don't even want them to be the icing on cake. I want them to be the optional cherry on top. Yeah, it's you like know? Uh, you know, Ubisoft is pretty bad Sprinkles. about it, but like they've had a few games when they were starting to bring microtransactions in. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey comes to mind, where yeah, it had microtransactions, but it only once throughout the entire game tells you about them. No, that's good. You know, and and they're completely unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, well, I haven't seen anything reminding me or telling me about microtransactions in my Diablo Four playthrough so far. Yeah, I um, I, I prefer like I like I don't mind that to they be exist, there, but not in your face. But I'm like, get the battle pass. If I want to, if I want to, I, mean, I feel like it's gonna be a little season pass. If I want to buy microtransactions, I will go out of my way. Well, it's Diablo Four is definitely gonna be season passy at some point. We're like yeah. in the launch, obviously preseason stuff, just base campaign stuff. Blizzard's um, like that. Yeah, but it, <laughs> it they make good content with that stuff, so I'm not yeah. too worried about it. And also, it is kind of an MMO, MMO light because mm. there is players running around doing stuff, but it, you know you don't have to play with other people if you don't want to. You yeah. can enjoy and play solo. It might be a little tougher, but uh, you can do that. It's like a single-player um, game. That's... But it also feels like the kind of game that would be a lot of fun to play with friends and you know to yeah. get your – dungeon parties going on i mean diablo is very true to like it like dnd like that it's, experience it's it's like a spin-off of basically my phone's going crazy there's a dodgers game it's, oh nice <laughs> about the score um it's it's very much like feels like a spin spin-off of like dungeon crawling yeah because some people play D where they focus on the combat and, and stuff. i made uh that's like the pathfinder yeah people exactly you know which is just, it's all about numbers and combat yeah uh and i made a really cool goth necromancer chick nice uh her name's Sa- satania nice <laughs> that's super edgy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know i wanted to make her a how, how do i keep this pc does she have bangs? I wanted does her she to have, make her a she... well-endowed goth chick. Oh, yeah. But that wasn't... Does she have, they like, didn't have the bangs with uh, purple highlights? I would have to get a mod to do that. Oh, but, uh, she's got uh, <laughs> buzz on the side bangs. Ah, okay, cool. <laughs> Tats. Yeah. So leaning Piercings. towards, like, leaning towards the... Uh, Black, uh, like, her mascara is, like, running down her face. So, like, leaning towards, like, punk goth over emo goth. More black metal. Yeah. (laughs) Necromancer. (laughs) But not, yeah, not, it doesn't lean all the way. Um, And Necromancer is a great, Necromancer and Druid, those would both be great ones to start out on. Because then you get your own party anyways, because you raise your skeletons and whatever. Nice. So... And which is kind of broken already. It's kind of busted because <laughs> I can just infinitely spawn skeletons from fallen enemies oh, to fight yeah. for me. Nice. And then I have it even right now at my, I'm only like level 12 or 13 almost. And I have it where I have my four skeletons just mob on one big guy. And <laughs> after each of their hits, it increases the chances of getting a critical so uh, if they're all hitting them and I'm hitting them, just we're just gonna have a fuck ton of criticals. Nice, nice. <laughs> so it's it's pretty good. It's pretty fun. Uh, yeah. And I have a six scythe, so that's fun. Of course, you have a yeah. scythe. 
You have to. I would. I would. It's mandatory. Anyways, I would recommend that game. It's it's a lot of fun. And definitely going to be an addiction. Anyways, let's talk about Spider-Man. I think it's about time. We've been pushing yeah. it off. Even though we just did our Amazing Spider-Man 2 commentary. Check that out. Yeah, go listen to it. Or don't. If you just care about Cross Spider-Verse, you're at the right place. Yeah, because we also care about Cross Spider-Verse. In one word, Colton, and I'm going to count down from from three, and we both have to say it. How would you describe Across Spider-Verse? Three, two, one, masterpiece. Beautiful masterpiece. Beautiful masterpiece. Yep. It's a beautiful movie. Uh, this is going to be kind of a boring review from us because honestly, <laughs> I, I, there's only one issue. Well, the most exciting one issue the most I have exciting with it. reviews is when we have issues. Honestly, <laughs> there's only one issue I have with it, and it's kind of a negligible issue because I kind of like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's that kind of movie. Like, it's really hard. You would have to be the most cynical bastard. And even then, I don't know what you would do uh, when trying to critique this thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the ending. Everybody's been talking about the ending. I'm not going to spoil it yet. But, um, and actually, I, I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil this, Colton. Yeah, well, if you want a non-spoiler kind of short review, go check out Morning Oddities. True. I guess we, we can we spoil it. We did talk about it on there. But um, and all honestly, I don't even know if I want to spoil it here. Not too much. Yeah, yeah. We can. Let's stay try out to of, keep it mostly. Vague. We'll try our best, but fair warning, just in case. You know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll keep the big one out. I think just the big one. Yeah, but but the ending though, cliffhanger. Um, you spoiled it, Colton. That's what some people would say. Yeah, I did not know it was gonna be. There was gonna, the multi-parter, yeah, two-parter. I did not know that going into it. No, I remember hearing um. that Across Spider Verse was going to be part one and part two, but then they decided to uh, the next one's going to be Beyond the Spider Verse comes yeah. out next year in March. Nice, so, that's so not, not too, too far not, off. Not too far off. Good. Not, not not as far as a wait as I thought it would be. Yeah, no, I can live with that. Okay, so if into <laughs> the if into the Spider Verse was like this huge innovative animation that blew everyone's minds across the spider verse is it took it to like the next level of like they went above and beyond. a real like artistic like take on it i mean so into the spider verse is breath of the wild and across the spider verse is to tears of the kingdom yeah that's the kind of quality we're dealing with there and it was kind of funny so when we were watching the movie in the trailers before the movie started there's a new Disney movie coming out that is clearly like they're taking influence from. Well, DreamWorks did it. Spider Verse. They were successful um, with the new Puss in Boots. Yeah, and putting more of. It and it's kind of funny because this trailer comes up. Disney movie has this art style, and and I'm sitting there going like, oh, you know that that looks like a pretty, pretty impressive animation there. You know, they're they're pulling influence <laughs> there. And then this movie actually started, and I was like, okay, that trailer looked like shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's got its imitator. Yeah, Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Show. I definitely recommend that one for you animated fans. It's well, it's, it's, it makes me interested to see if they're going to do the Shrek kind movie. Of proved, I feel to uh, that three D animation can be just as artistic. As well, like the motto when they were making Into the Spider Verse was, "If it isn't broken, break it." Yeah, 
And and they went know, away from realism. It's not the only 3D animation to ever like try to be artistic. I mean, there's um, is it on Netflix? Uh, Love, Death, and Robots. That one I would um, also was recommend. A very impressive. You know, this one kind of sits in a weird place. I would also recommend Undone on Amazon Prime. Hmm. And it's basically they filmed the whole thing, and then they had actual artists not i mean they do 3d render stuff of course on some parts but they had artists do oil paintings oh wow and it's all like an oil painting and bob odenkirk's in it huh and he plays the girl's dad well they did they did um but it's really it's really cool they did a movie uh quite a few years but it's a whole show called loving vincent and it's um it's a movie it's an animated movie about vincent van gogh um, all and oh. all the frames are oil paintings done in his in style. His style, yeah. Uh, so they had, you I know, three hundred artists. Or I something think it was like the that. same guys that worked on that that did Undone, actually. If yeah, correct. and it's, it's a really, a really cool, like, artistic take on it. But that's not three D animation, you know. That's no, that no. Yeah, that's... Um, but you've probably seen all the reviews already if you're listening to this at this point. And yes, they're true. And well, most of them. I think IGN actually lowballed it. They either go way too high or way too low. Yeah. And they did it again. <laughs> they gave it an eight. Yeah. But it's not an eight. It's like a nine at least. At least. Honestly, it could be a ten. Yeah. I've yeah. kind of gone back and forth on that because I truly believe there's nothing that's a ten. But yeah. I, the more I think about it, I'm like, I can't think of a reason. It, it this might be. Isn't it might ten. be one of my favorite animated movies I've ever seen. It's one of the yeah. favorite movies I've like, seen in a long time. Yeah, animated or not, but the animation is. I now, aside from the animation, we can get back to that because there's some, there's a lot to unravel there. Yeah. What makes this movie work, and what makes a, Into the Spider Verse work? Smiles Morales. Miles Morales, <laughs> which uh, yes, is, it's a great subject <laughs> matter for it's a movie. It's just a great emotional story coming to age, and it just really hits where it matters. Um, and well, yet, it's, it's and a, besides all the all the Spider Man stuff and all that in the multiverse, it it just has a focused purpose. Yeah, like the multiverse stuff isn't there to make the story more interesting. The story makes the multiverse stuff more and, interesting. And the type of multiverse stuff they do in this is the type of stuff that could under the with the wrong writers become very messy. Oh, easily. But they handled it really well. Um but at the end of the day, it the Spider-Verse was like this and this one does this continues this of yeah, there's all this stuff going on, but it's really the stories about Miles and his relationship with him his dad his and with learning to be himself and all these themes, but it's all about his own personal yeah. struggle um, and, and everything else just serves as a way for him to learn and to grow. The multiverse is in service of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Not the other way around, which is often the case. Yeah. Um, Oscar Isaac was great as Spider-Man 2099, by the way. I love him. I love yellow him. hair. Yeah. <laughs> and Haley Steinfeld returned as Spider Gwen, which she mm-hmm. gets a way bigger part in this one. I love she's practically her, a main character. I loved her uh, part in this. The, the the sequence towards the beginning that's focused on her is fantastic. Just, oh, amazing! I was watching that, being her, like, damn, I could watch just a whole movie. 
her universe. That's Spider Gwen. This is cool. And if you think this is a spoiler, I'm sorry. You shouldn't even be listening to this then. But her whole universe is done in this like watercolor, washed out style, blues and pinks mm-hmm. and purples and, you know, those kind of tones, warm tones. Beautiful. And like yeah. what this movie really got me on, and this is what I told you when we got out of the theater. I was like, every frame could have been a poster, like an yeah. art piece of art. They really they made every scene entertaining, even if it was just a slow dialogue, like, and this, like if they wanted to make a, like print a comic book based on this movie, they could just take frames. Oh, easy. It would be better than most comics. And and it would be great. (laughs) Yeah. Like, um, but no, yeah, this movie's beautiful. And the art, I mean, they do stuff I never expected with the different mediums and, mm -hmm. they do a Lego thing. Yeah, <laughs> they do a Lego thing. There's a Lego which thing, the which the licensing was because um, I know Warner Brothers did the Lego movie. Yeah, so they must have had to pull some strings there. But they did a Lego thing, mm-hmm. and that was good. The uh, Spider Punk, <laughs> Spider Punk was the, one of the best characters. He's got like this. He's in that like like pasted newspaper type of like. Sex Pistols, that, like... Sex Pistols punk art it. style. Yeah. 70s. Uh, which was awesome. <sighs> I finished a beer. Um, nice. <laughs> no, Spider-Punk stole the show. Yeah. In uh, his first appearance. I really, really liked um, Spider-Punk. Spider-Man I mean, India. I mean, I've been... I've been I've been running around in the Spider-Man game as Spider-Punk. Nice. Like, That's was, always that a great cool. option. With um, the guitar ability and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Man, it's um, hard to critique. I mean, it's hard to I do think a review. All when the you're voice just actors over. were fantastic. Yeah, I mean, um, so Spider Punk. Uh, I forget the guy's name. He was in Black Panther. He is the the border guard border guard yeah. guy in Black Panther. Um, Spider Man India he was, also was in Get Out. Spider Man India was um in Deadpool. Dopender. Oh, that actor. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> uh, ben Riley. Uh, was uh, Andy Samberg, which was perfect. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about that for a yeah, second. Okay. <laughs> Scarlet Spider, the Clone Saga is like a big meme within the Marvel universe because Marvel took a big swing and a miss. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but we did get a cool character out of that. Ben Riley, Spider Man, yeah. Scarlet Spider, and in the movie, he's animated just like a cell shaded. Con- I love the. I think yeah. I like his look the most, maybe. Yeah, no, it, just because it looks straight '90s. It looks comic. like it was pulled just, right out of a comic. Yeah, book, just pulled one. right. Yeah. Um, but his character <laughs> is just an idiot, and he's all he like about, goes. To, he he's goes all about just like, like he's like, look at my well-defined muscular physique. Investigate the alley. I'm in alley. <laughs> like he's narrating himself. <laughs> yeah, is the great funniest stuff. stuff. Um, it, it's great. Uh, <laughs> There's also, I'm not going to, now let's not spoil this. Yeah. But there is live action references. Mm-hmm. Let's put it this way. Like, it, like No Way Home connected all the movies together. This is also connected. So Because it's the Spider-Verse. I kind of want to say something. So in this, and this isn't a spoiler because they, this was confirmed in Into the Spider-Verse. Um, so Peter B. Parker in these movies according to these movies is earth 616 spider-man 
Is he? He is. Yeah. They and and and, uh, and they well, and it was I think it was so hint- comic book. Yeah. So it was hinted at, and Earth Six One Six is considered kind of like the mainline comics, which um, it's, it gets a little. Fuzzy. So, it gets a little confusing because the MCU has claimed itself as six. Yeah, so that's it's where it's not. That's where I'm going with this. So the MCU is. They even say it in the movie Spider-Man 29 is like, yeah, Earth 1999. Don't get me started on Doctor Strange and that little nerd from Earth 19999. Yeah. So yeah. So but that, that's where, what where I was is. going. I kind of just liked this because this is this movie's just Sony, uh, not doing, not working with Disney. Marvel. It's an association. Um. With- yeah. So, they imply in this that the Peter B. Parker is Earth 616 Spider-Man. And I think they confirm it. It's in a brief shot. They actually put it on screen in this movie. I don't um, know. It's a little fuzzy, though. It's a little... No, no. They, it's on the... They, it's confirmed They have movie. the comic Spider-Man in this, though. No, but they confirm it in this movie. This Peter B. Parker is... When they go... They show... On, like, the watch thing. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They show Earth 616. Okay. Um... And uh, the fact that they do that, they refer to the MCU as Earth 199999 or whatever it is, implies to me that the MCU canonically in the Spider-Verse is like the really conceited universe that thinks they're the main one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Which I love. Well, because there's been a lot of... Cause it was and, this movie, and this movie's kind of underhanded, underhandedly going, no, you're not. It was never <laughs> stated explicitly in the MCU before, but like on all the wikis, it was classified Earth 1999999. Yeah, and then what was it? Um, Far From Home, they say, 616? Or... I think or they Doctor mentioned Strange, 616 as the earliest... At some Thor point. the Dark World. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. So, but I, I kind of just like that because it was kind of this underhanded, this movie going, you're not the main universe. Right. Like. <laughs> the main universe is the you comics. Can, you like, can pretend you're the main uh, universe. That's what started it. But you're not. <laughs> uh, but we get 60 Spider-Man again. Yes. Uh, spoiler, we get an appearance from Spectacular Spider-Man. That was fun. Same voice actor. Yeah. <laughs> Great stuff. You get a, a very quick cameo from the PS4 Spider-Man. Actually, so I, I saw something about this. So when in, in the movie, Miles drops in and Yankee's in his room playing a game. And he's playing. He's playing Spider-Man. <laughs> but it's not Spider-Man 1. It's not Spider-Man PS4. Is it Spider-Man? It's PS5? been confirmed as Spider-Man Two. Oh, PS Five. So, so that was a little sneak. Peek. So we actually got gameplay footage. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> of the new one, <laughs> and for some people that got to see the pre-screenings, that was their first time seeing gameplay footage of Spider-Man Two. Damn, that's cool. Before they did the yeah. reveal of the symbiote and everything. But I, I yeah, I remember because I was sitting next to my girlfriend, and when they passed by the PS4 Spider-Man, and he has a brief line. Uh, I was like yeah. nudging her, being like, "Let's, it's him." Of course, <laughs> I'm playing that on a Steam Deck, not on the TV. She doesn't know what that game looks like. But yeah, and he's referenced as the Insomniac Spider-Man. It's, it nice. gets really meta. Uh, but no, I mean, I don't know what else to say without spoiling anymore because I really don't for you guys for this one. This movie's yeah. too good to spoil that much. Uh, yeah, I mean it genuinely I mean, and i've had time to think about it i mean it is just a beautiful movie like colton said it's 
one of the best spider pieces of Spider-Man media I've ever seen. And honestly, we've talked about, I think in the morning oddities, but we talked about how there's only been a few animated movies nominated for best picture. Yeah. It was Beauty and Beauty the Beast, Beast um, Up, and Toy, Toy Story. Story 3. Toy Story 3. Interesting. Yes. That one? Yeah. I mean, when they were about to die in the furnace, that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good movie. <laughs> they got my emotion. Good movie. Um, this movie obviously should win Best Animated Picture. I mean, I don't know what the fuck else is going to compete with it. Yeah. I'm sorry, Elemental Pixar. That looks fun. I like the particle effects, but no. Nah. No, this, this no one, movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is better than just most movies in general. Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> there, are, there are movies that came out this year that are probably going to get nominated. I've seen people say, oh, it's the I Dark think. Knight of animated Spider-Man. Are yeah. just animated movies. Yeah. Like, I'm just like flipping the script of like, you can make a movie that's this good. And, right. And it's just not, it's know. so nice to see a movie with this kind of care and passion put into it. Yeah. Like, proving, proving, I mean, it's people have warmed up to the idea that animated films don't have to be for kids. They don't have to be for kids. Oh, this la- one's in the, very in the last. Uh, honestly, yeah, in the it's last like decade a, or two, it's gotten just a lot better. This movie isn't like this one overly edgy or anything like that, but it's a very adult story, yeah. adult movie. Like, like you could just watch this and be like, "Yeah, this is kids, just this is just a bring good the, movie." You'll bring your kids and be like, "Oh yeah, look at all the Spider Mans, all the colors, you know, all that." Yeah, um, but. It's just a. It, it makes me want to get Miles Morales on Steam. It's like, a kids movie made for adults, yeah. rather th- or it's just an animated movie. Animation can be anything. Yeah, that's just a medium. Like it comes off more like this is they were they're making a Spider Man movie first and foremost, and animation just happened to be their medium. Yeah, and it's made by animators. It's just genuine so they and actually, earnest. So they put some effort into it. Also, almost forgot to mention the spot. Is an amazing villain. I love him yeah. because in the, he's always been like a D-lister villain, <laughs> just a weirdo. But and he is a weirdo in this movie. They do it so great. He's yeah, a, yeah. a lovable nerd. He's always been he's, a weirdo. He's still a weirdo. He's in tripping this. and stumbling over things and just awkward. And he's, he's you like, kind of root for him though. He, yeah, he's kind of doing like the "Please let me rob you" that type of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, and he's uh, like first learning his powers, just stumbling, trying to rob an ATM. And, and then he, you and know, he's like, technically, I'm not robbing you. I'm robbing the bank. And the hubris <laughs> of Miles to make fun of him and say he's the villain of the week. Yeah. Well, actually, the bagel effect. That's what I've been seeing lately because he yeah. was the guy that was hit by the bagel and into the Spider Verse. Right, right. And that's what I do. I did really <laughs> like. Um, so this is slight spoilers or it's spoilers, but it's the very beginning of the movie. So um, I like that they went into a very elaborate, like they played into the like, uh, we are arch nemesis. You're my arch nemesis, Miles. <laughs> you don't remember how you getting, you he, created me. He has a parent teacher conference. Yeah. So he's not paying attention. And, <laughs> and it's just all stuff that was happening in the background of the last movie that, of course, <laughs> not even the viewer would, like, notice. Right. Like. <laughs> no, but he's amazing. Played by Jason uh, Schwartzman. And, uh, but then he ends up becoming a real true threat. Like, bigger than a, yeah. most villains we've ever seen, honestly. Like an actual, like... like Scarlet Witch, but if she proper, succeeded. Yeah. You know, that kind of, <laughs> with the multiverse is in threat. 
And also another good villain is Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, um, he's great. A great uh, secondary antagonist. You obviously you can, for me at least, I completely understood where he was coming from. Yeah, and the well, my, MCU's my girlfriend... been playing around with the idea of you know incursions and preventing universes yeah. from collapsing and like my, it's my the girlfriend same kind was of, like was like I don't, thing. she was like i don't like him he's like he's so evil and i'm like he's not evil but like i totally get why because he definitely he's is lawful. like he's an antagonist he's i mean he is a dick yeah he's very like miguel o'hara is like very like you know he try he's doing the right thing for the right reason type of thing but he also doesn't give a shit about your feelings. Oh yeah, type of character. But he's also one of my favorite. Actually, if I'm correct, he might be one of the first canon, like Spider alternate Spider Man. Possibly. That's I mean, not in the six one six universe. Like another person in that universe. But yeah, it, when they the twenty ninety nine universe started with Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Yeah, because came out in the early nineties. I mean, there's other Spider Man before that that are like now are kind of considered canon alternate spider-man but this is the first in real life history of them officially saying this is an alternate universe yeah like and i've always liked uh 2099 spider-man and marvel comics it's i think he's awesome stuff. i love his suit oh yeah great suit yeah uh but yeah it's just a great movie it you gotta watch it go see it i do like i do it's, like uh when miles meets him and he tries to like like be buddy with him be like you know it's talk like speak spanish to him and stuff <laughs> oh yeah but no he's weirdo future vampire spider-man yeah and i like i also <laughs> like that the weird vampire thing they only hint at right they never like they say it once well he's got and the, it's, and it's he's more, got venomous things or yeah something like, that like th there's once there's one scene where you see briefly see his fangs yeah and then there's another scene where someone briefly, like in an off comment, mentions that he's like a vampire, and Miles is like, "Wait, what? 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 Right. <laughs> Did you just say he's a vampire? Excuse me." Um, anything else you wanna? There's nothing talk else about. really to talk to without getting into like heavy spoiler territory. And I, I don't want to do that here. Yeah. Go see the movie. Um, it was outstanding, beautiful masterpiece. I mean, I, I'm going to be buying this honestly, movie oh, as yeah. soon as it's out on buying DVD, it on Blu-ray um, and watching it over and over again because it's just so good. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's a longer movie. It's like and two it's, hours and, and you know what? This movie 40 just, minutes, two just, hours and 30. Yeah. It's a long movie. That's a long animated movie. Yeah. Um, but it never felt that way to me. And yeah. by the time it ended, I was like, Oh, no, no. I wanted more. Yeah. I was, yeah. I didn't know. That I was it salivating was a, for more. I didn't know that it was going to be a two parter. I will say there was many, there was a lot of moments in this film where it felt like it was going to end. Yeah. Like there's so many huge climatic epic moments but in they, this movie, but they even in the a, beginning. But, oh, and also we forget to mention a lot of times the score. Oh yeah. The score was beautiful. Man. And I'm, I'm talking about the score. Yeah. The soundtrack was cool. Cool stuff thrown in there, but the score was just so grandiose and just, yeah, it, and it just fits so well with what was on screen with the and, art. And, and the what I'll say is also with the the cliffhanger, they picked. There was quite a few times where it feels like it's about to climax, um, but they picked a really good spot to have a cliffhanger because the way, without spoilers, the way they set up for the next movie. If done right, it could have a situation where the next movie has a distinct feel from this movie even. 
Right, and I've only no. the only criticisms I've seen is the cliffhanger, the ending. Yeah, because it didn't feel finished. And but I, yeah, it's definitely one of the boldest cliffhangers I've seen in I a mean, long time. Like they said, this was the Empire Strikes Back of Spider Verse, but even that still had a relatively okay ending for our heroes. It wasn't, you know. Yeah, it, it wasn't. We weren't guessing what was gonna happen next. Yeah. Now I, I, um, it, it kind of ended. You knew Luke got his hand got off, and Darth Vader his father. You knew all those things. We're at a point with this movie where there's a lot we don't know, but it. What, what a I'll, lot of questions. What I will say is that my final thoughts is that if the next movie is in the same tier of these first two movies. We'll have like the best Spider-Man trilogy. This is going to become like definitely in my top five, probably my top three movie trilogies of all time. Oh, easily. Like, I, I mean, I'm the type of person that like once, at least once every six months, I binge all the Lord of the Rings movies in yep. one sitting. It's right I, up there. With I that. binge all the Indiana Jones movies in one sitting. Um, and yeah, if, it, if the next movie is because... kind of the similar tier, even if it's like maybe maybe closer to Into the Spider Verse and not quite, and this is the high, but still like in the same tier, this is going to be in my top three trilogies of all time. Oh, easily. Like the type of and movies that honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna like once every six months hit you up and be like, do you wanna do you wanna binge? I think uh, the Spider Verse trilogy. Right. <laughs> I think this would be a great episode idea to try to. We could do like it on both spectrums. Mm -hmm. Think of your one out of ten movies for the bad ones. Yeah. But then also try to think of your 10 out of 10 movies, a movie that you cannot critique. Yeah. And I, this is one of them. And I would also thinking back on everything. I think Raiders of Lost Ark might be one of my 10 out of 10 movies. I watched that again the other day. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> I hadn't watched it in a while, but it just confirmed that. Yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my favorite movies of all time. But I heard Dial Destiny's no so good. We'll but see. I'm still watching it. No we're, one's stopping me. We're going to watch it. I'm going to wear my Indiana Jones hat. Yes. I don't own one, but I wish I have it, one that's kind of like If it. I owned an Indiana Jones hat, I, have, I would wear it. <laughs> I have an Indiana Jones-inspired fedora. <laughs> Close enough. We're going to be the nerds at the theater who are like dressed <laughs> up in costume. With our whip. Um, and, and a you, gun. And Just a gun. You, you can be that. sure. Yeah, don't bring a gun. Don't. <laughs> But you can be sure we'll talk about that one. Second. And don't shoot shoot a guy in a, when he's trying to have a sword fight with you. Yeah, don't shoot a guy because you have to take a shit. Yeah, because that, that that is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, across Spider Verse, see it now. Stop listening and just see it. Go watch it. I, if great and also movie. it's been doing great, like box office wise. It's sure. outdoing the first because when Into the Spider Verse came out, no one knew what it was going to be. No one thought it was going to be good because the last movie Sony did was Emoji Movie. And we somehow, from the same animation studio, oh. we get a masterpiece. We get a shit post, and then yeah. we get a masterpiece. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> I mean, Sony's be basically before Into the Spider-Verse happened, they had been known as a movie studio who their animated movies were, at best, mid. Fine. Yeah, just okay. 
Um, and then they came out with Into the Spider-Verse, which was just, like, genre-defining. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's like, well, okay, hold on. Where the fuck did well, this Well, now from? all the big studios like DreamWorks and even Disney, like you said earlier, are going to that style. Yeah. These stylized, kind of cartoony, but still 3D things. Well, it's like, a, I think it's a good uh, thing. Because... Puss in Boots looked like an oil painting for the most part. And then yeah. it had those 20 fr- well, frames I, per I second think, moments. I think that's a good thing because it's proving that the 3D style of animation, which is in many ways easier for studios to do. um, Oh, way more cost effective. uh, They can still be artistic. Exactly. Which is is what I want. We were in the era for a long time where anime movies and we're just trying to go more realistic, more Mm -hmm. realistic. And they just started losing any kind of... where Disney and Pixar were doing really well because they weren't going realistic. But then they started going that way. And yeah, they, but they, they, started they kind losing, of backed off a little bit. It started bit. losing any kind of the soul. Any, it's like, yeah. why watch? Why is it animated anyways? Like, I, I it, just make it live action at that point. Yeah. No, and, and I, think it's, I think it's great because I love animation. Um, and animation's back, baby, because, in a big way. And I mean, this movie's made... Now, I haven't looked up the recent reports, but it's opening weekend. It made over 120 million domestic yeah. and over 200 million worldwide. Wow. Which nice. is already outpacing the original, which only made like 350 total. Yeah. Uh, so this is, and why do I, I, I think I mentioned this on the morning oddities. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but <laughs> you guys probably don't listen to that. And if you do, good. Uh, what do you think? No, not good. Anyways. Go listen to it. We need, we need the downloads. Um, <laughs> Morning oddities, morning short form show. Link Anyways, you know the it, deal. It's there. It's on top, actually. It has our logo and everything on top. <laughs> um, I kind of lost my train of thought. Wait, wait, wait. Yep. We're gonna re- reach up into the sky. I'm gonna... reaching up into the sky, collecting my thoughts into the uh, into the 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 void. Into the void. Uh. It's just nice to see a studio give a shit. And it's like, let's do something that's artistic. Yeah. And like animation's back, baby. And like, we're getting movies like Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. The new Ninja Turtles movie looks like a lot of fun. Very Spider-Verse, but looks like a lot of fun. I can't yeah. blame them. Well, it's it's <laughs> um, the same feeling. Getting these movies out of Sony is the same feeling we got from like the Spider-Man games on the PlayStation. Was, you know, we're in an era the last five or six years of like, game studios just not seeming to give a shit yeah so when you get a game like the spider-man games or uh nintendo putting out stuff like tears of the kingdom uh rockstar putting out like red dead 2 even diablo 4 diablo 4 you get you get these games that come out where you're just like finally blizzard a studio who seems to give a shit well i don't think blizzard really gives a shit but hey yeah. at least they used all those microtransactions from diablo immortal to make a good game yeah don't thank you, you don't you have a phone jackson if it takes that sacrifice to get good ga- yeah don't you have a phone just look it up <laughs> <laughs> that, that was good stuff but yeah go see into this i mean across spider-verse and and like i said earlier like how into the spider-verse is like bread wild breath of the wild and then cross spider-verse tears kingdom that's literally how it feels like I still love Into the Spider Verse. It's still amazing. You could still argue it's the best Spider Man movie, and we're gonna get to that. Yeah. But across Spider Verse, even beats that. Yeah. And and but not in a 
facetious way like it's it's very it's convinced me it's absolutely convinced me not that i wasn't going to do this anyway but it's convinced me that when i finish playing spider-man on my steam deck i have to get miles morales yeah you have to start modding it though yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah cross spider-verse amazing definitely recommend so now it comes to the time where we have what 10 spider-man movies now something like that we have the original Raimi Two, trilogy. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten. Eight live action and then two. Two animated. These theatrical animated ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in our previous ranking, let's go over it real quick. Okay. On our Spider-Man episode or whatever it was called back then. Too many Spider-Man. I don't know what we called Itty it. Itsy Bitsy Spider-Man. Oh, what? that's what it was. Yeah pulling that from the cobwebs in the back of my mind so here's our previous <laughs> ranking and i is this the exact ranking we did because it's kind of fucked anyways i, re- I don't I re- remember if this is the exact one but this i recall is how I, I was disagreeing on a couple this is how these. i posted on the instagram first we have the amazing spider-man we put that at the worst which that's definitely gonna change after recent re- rewatches yes. uh we have amazing spider-man 2 I think that was that was something we heavily disagreed on between you and yeah, me. Yeah, because I we I remember arguing on... for the first one, and you were like, "No, it was boring and whatever." I don't remember what you said. I I remember but... arguing for the Amazing Spider-Man two to go above. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, <laughs> so you won. I did win that. And then we get Spider-Man three. That's that, that, that's mostly right. Spider-Man yeah. one. We put it that low? Seriously? Yeah. Uh, we put, I mean, we put uh, Spider-Man Homecoming over Spider-Man 1. That's uh, next. We'll have to reevaluate this. And then Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. Yeah. That one's a little weaker for me now. I still really it like is, it. It is. I still like it. Uh, and then we have Into the Spider-Verse. And then we have Spider-Man 2. And that's another one we argued a bit on. Uh, but things are going to change. Things are going to change, yeah. So let's just start. Um, the only the only two of these movies I have not watched within the last month <laughs> is um, Far From Home and No Way Home. Uh, <laughs> let's because um, they've all been added to Disney Plus, and I also picked up a DVD of Into the Spider Verse, so I've seen all of them. Are we doing <laughs> so, a tier list thing or ranked in order like last time? We should. We should rank them in order, like last time. Okay. Yeah. Consistency. Brand consistency. Worst Spider-Man movie. Let's go. Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> um, it really hurts to say it, because honestly, it's not the worst movie I've seen. It's not yeah, well, even maybe... Check it, out our well, commentary last week. Um, I had fun with it. There's some great Spider-Man moments. Great Spider-Man moments. Andrew Garfield's like great. I actually, Emma I mean, I, good. I, I used to say, I used to say that um, I thought Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man was very mean, and there not are, as much. And as there you are se- there are scenes where he is kind of he's quipping when he should be actually saving some. But he's not mean spirited. But there's also scenes where he's helping fix a he's little kid's, spi- a kid's uh, you know science project. Yeah, and that kind and of I'm stuff. I'm like, actually, he's a very, very good Spider-Man, I think. Yeah, this isn't our um, ranking of who's the best Spider-Man, by the yeah. way. Don't misconstrue no, that. No, and that that's why I feel like this movie can't... It has to be towards the bottom, because 
There's redeemable things, but the plot over, is all over the place. Well, actually, there's movie. too many plots. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the secret train and everything, and his dad, and oh. the secret agent stuff. And in the, the beginning. secret train thing doesn't and do. Go it doesn't anywhere. do anything. It just hints to the next movie, yeah. which never happens. You have the whole basement of villain origins, <laughs> which goes ends up. I uh, we didn't talk amounting about, to nothing. We didn't talk. We didn't talk about this on our commentary. I hate the basement of villain origins. Right. Yeah. Because it's... it implies. <laughs> so the thing that makes Spi- the best Spider-Man villain so good is it that implies Doctor Octopus just put on the backpack. Yeah. Like it's it's what makes the best Spider-Man villains are the ones who are people who were they were either they're scientists. They were they're either trying to do something good for the world. Yeah. They or, were either know. good guys or at the very least morally questionable, but not bad guys, <laughs> and they were turned crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know. But no, you just strap on a backpack. Norman Osborn with yeah, the, yeah. he's morally questionable in the first place. But well, actually, I rewatched that one recently, and uh, I have a little bit more to say about it. Actually, yeah. um, but but the I the, would the, agree. the implication that it's some like secret organization that's just like hiring people. I to would be... have to agree that Amazing Spider-Man Two is the worst. Yeah, it's just too much plot, juggling too many villains. And there's another movie that also did very similar things, but it had an emotion. It had a narrative through line. Yeah, I think we know the one I'm talking about. This movie has no narrative through line. That's yeah, that's it's the all over the place problem. And you have the cringe-worthy acting from the guy that plays the new Harry. Because he doesn't he, even call himself New Goblin. I yeah, mean, what's he, the point? He doesn't even have a snowboard. Yeah, I mean, lame. He's not he's even rad. He's just a weird goblin man. <laughs> Which is and, what he should be. And not, not but even, not like, not like the good version of yeah, that. Yeah, like more like Danny DeVito weird goblin man. But actually, I would prefer Danny DeVito weird goblin man over that. Danny DeVito's Mexican goblin. That'd be amazing. It and it should just be him. <laughs> he just burst through the door. He'd be like, I'm a goblin man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Amazing Spider-Man 2 at worst. That's not saying it's bad altogether. It, it's no, not. I mean, I think here, here's, here's a disclaimer. Every movie on this list is a movie I would happily watch. Right. Well, it's Spider-Man. Because I love Spider-Man. He's my favorite superhero. Yeah. So, you Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man 2 at the worst. That's okay. Let me I think let me he, write that down. I think, uh, you know, going on record, I was wrong to argue for it when the last... Uh, well, your argument, oh, and I, I do see your argument here, I at least from what I remember, your argument was basically at least it's more fun than the first it is, one. It is more fun. I do think it's more fun. But, but does more fun always mean better? But with subsequent rewatches again, I, I think the, the biggest issue... It's cheesier. It's, I just think the biggest issue is there's no narrative through line. Yeah. Spider-Man doesn't learn anything. You know? Well, he learned not to date Gwen Stacy when Ghost Dad told him not to. <laughs> Uh, ghost dad drink because then she dies yeah drink for ghost dad that's just gonna be also that's another fucking wild part of this movie ghost dad there's no i I think that needs to just be a thing in the podcast from now on if (laughs) if the term ghost dad ever comes up or if the words ghost dad come up in one sentence yeah we have to so yeah we have the amazing spider-man 2 at the worst and by the way i love his suit don't like at me like fantastic amazing suit great suit but that's not enough to save this. No. Uh, like like I said, there's a lot of redeemable things about the movie. And it is fun. 
because of like some good scenes and things like that. But yeah. yeah, I mean like Peter doesn't have any sort of character arc in it. No. Gwen Stacy doesn't have a character arc unless you mm. include dying as a character arc. No. Which I don't. Um like there's no there's Harry nothing. wants Spider Man's blood. Yeah. Electro wants to be <laughs> friends with Spider Man and then just be Electro. Yeah, like there, there's no, there's nothing that happens. <laughs> and Jamie really. Foxx's depiction as that version of Electro, just absolute Poindexter. Yeah, um, I actually kind of like. I, I, it. if I, like I, I said like during design. our commentary, if they would have just focused on Electro, this nobody who yeah. ends up getting godlike powers, and Spider-Man, also a nobody who got, maybe not godlike powers, but very incredible powers. Yeah. But then you have one that's. With great power, great responsibility. The other one that's just like, I want to blow shit up. I think that could have been a fun... I think that could have been a good narrative, a good back and forth yeah. between these two very similar characters, actually. But nah, they had to try to build a cinematic universe in one movie. They yeah. they had to try to do the Raimi trilogy in one movie, but without any of the style or pizzazz as Raimi. Yeah. And that's why... With no Bruce Campbell. Ram, Raimi even... Not even one. Not even one scene with Bruce, Bruce Campbell. No. Yep, that was the biggest mistake. Automatic fail. Yeah, <laughs> we've been side si- si- side note. Okay, and this counts as a tangent, but it's okay because it's the first one for the episode. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, my girlfriend has been watching Burn Notice uh, a lot recently, and I've been watching it with her. And Bruce Campbell is a main like side nice. character in that, nice. and it's fantastic. And I love I'll have it. to check that out. <laughs> it's a it's a decent show. It's a procedural cop show. So if you're into those types of shows, which I happen to be, kind of. It's my my weakness when it comes to TV shows is procedural cop shows really suck me in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, What would we put next after Amazing Spider-Man 2? Mm. So we have the other one, Amazing Spider-Man 1, but I don't think I would put it there. Um, We also have Spider-Man 3, which is the next candidate, but I also don't feel comfortable uh, putting it there. So controversial, controversial, because this is not a bad movie. But after thinking about it over the last two years since we did that last episode or year and a half. Far from home. Far from home. It's good. It's hard because it does have a lot of good Spider-Man moments it, like with him and Mysterio. And the it has some really good Spider-Man movies. But it's movies. so MCU. It's, like, I don't know. It's, the, the, I think that's exactly the problem. It's, it's, it lacks it's so personality. It's so, so dependent well, on... I mean, I think it does have a personality, but the, here's the thing. There are certain things that I feel it's, make a Spider-Man story feel like a Spider-Man story. You have Spider-Man getting chaperoned by Nick Fury in this one. Yeah. You have all that stuff going on. You have Mysterio, who's more of an Iron Man villain. It's, it's this one. you know, and, and then there's the stuff He's like, like in Homecoming, people complained about how the, the it's reliant on Stark tech. This is that, but exactly. You know, exaggerated even more. Yeah, There's and also I think stuff. with Homecoming, yeah, it was it you know a big swing to put Iron Man as like his mentor in that one. Yeah, but I think it worked it out. It made sense, and also Iron Man just comes in to save his ass one time. Yeah. He doesn't help him beat Vulture. He, yeah, in fact, he, he takes just, away his suit. And he's he, just like a father. It's like figure, you're nothing without the suit. This then, movie, I mean, exactly what how you put it there a minute ago is. It feels the most like an MCU movie out of everything else. I think it just it lacks that. And by the way, we're quickly gonna get to the point where it's like it's good, but it's not as good as the next one. Yeah, and we're I think we're already there pretty much. It's it's pretty hard. 
Man, like this I, is gonna be different. I'm it's, reluctant to put this here, but I God, it's hard. I just don't see any other place it could be in this tier. In this, in this, uh, ranking. Because Spider Man Three, yeah, but there's a lot of reasons but why I it kind, should be there. I kind of like Spider Man Three. Also, though. a like, lot of reasons why it's not as low as uh, some people would put it because yeah. it's well, we'll get to it, but. Man, that's hard, but far from home. I will say, though, the black and red suit at the end. I love the black and red suit. I love the... I've been playing the the Spider-Man PS4. I've been rocking that. I love the... With the white logo and everything. I love the... um, all the Mysterio illusion scenes is some of the best Spider-Man stuff. Oh, dude, I mean, dude, the scene where he's like in the, the parking comics. garage and he's being tripped out by Mysterio yeah. and he uses his spider sense to get through it is fantastic sequence. But honestly, out of the Tom Holland trilogy, and maybe we'll change our minds again because that's yeah. how human beings work. Yeah. When we do our commentaries, but the Tom out of the Tom Holland trilogy, because we movies, are th- those are up next on they our are up next commentary. The yeah. movies that I've seen the most is Homecoming and then by a long shot No Way Home. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, No Way Home didn't. It's also MCUE, but it redeems itself in the third. There, act. there are things about um, No Way Home though that make it feel not as MCUE as right, this. Yeah, and we'll get to that when we talk. But about Far From Home is a little too MCU. It is. It's just. It's not a focused Spider-Man story. It feels like much. you know. Yeah, it just feels like an MCU movie. Like kind of like how Captain America: Civil War has the Captain America like logo on it, but it's really an Avengers movie. It, and Cat America's still got great moments in that movie. Yeah, That's it's nothing great, great it's movie. It's still great, but it's but it's an Avengers movie, let's be you honest. You can't avoid that. And Spider-Man Far From Home feels like it's, it almost was an Iron Man movie, but they're like, oh yeah, he's dead, so let's put Spider-Man in it. Yeah. That's that, that's kind of what it felt like. Because yeah. Mysterio, his whole origins was from hating Stark. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they have the 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 kid from uh, from uh, Cause Stark called his technology barf and whatever. Yeah, and the and the kid who from uh, Christmas Always Story is is in it because he was in yeah because he was in Iron Man one and now he's in this, and so it feels more like an Iron Man movie. But they're like, oh shit, we don't have Iron Man. Let's put Spider Man in it. Yeah. All yeah, right. Pretty much. I, Tasm two. It feels then, it feels weird home. putting it so low on the list because it's actually still really good. Because it is a really good movie, <laughs> but uh. Uh, I just see no other option. But if you're basing it on Spider-Man story factor, exactly. it, it, yeah. it does sit low. Yeah. Because uh, it's practically based, like like you said, it's basically an Iron Man movie, but with Spider-Man instead of Iron Man. Yeah. Which is fine. And he even does the Iron Man thing where he builds his own suit and listens to ACDC. Yeah, which I liked. So, it's and good, Happy good Hogan's scene. in a lot. Which yeah. I love, but yeah, I love it Happy does Hogan. Feel very Iron Man. Side, uh, side note, uh, uh, I with want all the I Nick want a Happy Fury, Hogan movie with all the Nick Fury stuff and all the <laughs> Mysterio's basically an Iron Man villain in this universe and all that and the international global trotting through Europe. Yeah, it does feel like an Iron Man movie. Yeah, but so, they just threw Spider Man in. So that's that's. I think we're so, we are by default. It's not a good Spider-Man movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Good movie, but not just, a good Spider-Man. It just movie. doesn't. It just doesn't work the way the other. It ones doesn't do. make me feel that. It's, you know, it's the get most, up and do it yourself. It's the most out of place. Yeah, out of it is out of place. Right. Next, um, so, hold, so we have. Hold on, we're gonna take a quick break. Okay. All right. Back from my break. Um, and our last ranking, we were really hard on the Raimi trilogy. 
Yeah, honestly, we, we were. were unrelenting. Considering how much I really actually love and those after movies. after watching, well, so okay, so far in our ranking, we have Amazing Spider-Man 2, then Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Both sequels of their respective sagas. Yeah. Um, our actors. Because one of them's trilogy, the other one got cut short. <laughs> yeah. Um, so next, it's either going to be between... There's only two options here, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. If okay. you have a different opinion. It's either going to be Spider-Man 3 or Amazing Spider-Man 1, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely going to be the next two. Now... How are we going to do this? Because this is a, this Amazing is a tough Spider-Man one. 1 is a true good Spider-Man origin story. Yeah. It, yes, it's wet and greasy. And yes, he's a little rude. And but he listens <laughs> to Mumford and Sons or whatever that sequence is. Coldplay. Yeah. And, you know, and the skateboarding and, you know, all of I, that. I don't think they did a really good job with Lizard. Lizard was the weakest part of the movie, um, and it's although, kind of important to have a good Although villain. I do appreciate, here's a positive. I appreciate that they didn't try to give him a motive other than he wants to turn everyone into lizards. Yeah. they, they Keep it simple. They kept it simple, and I <laughs> respect that. I, I love, <laughs> listen to our commentary. It's a fun time, especially on that one. Uh, I love the whole bit where Spiderman's like, oh, have you heard about that lizard thing going around? Like... <laughs> And he's like, what do you mean? Lizards are great. <laughs> uh, I'm obvious. I'm not the lizard, but I love lizards. <laughs> I'm going to turn everyone into lizards. And he's like, hmm, wonder who this lizard guy is. Yeah. I mean, is it the guy that's been talking about lizards this whole movie? This professor that's been working on genetic technology to give people lizard DNA? <laughs> nah. Like, I, I, honestly, I think with a little bit of a different direction, <laughs> a little bit of a different design, a little more of a campy feel to the whole movie. Lizard would have been great. Right. Because the lab coat. Yeah. They, they should have had him have the lab the coat. whole time. They should have given him a little a bit snout. more of a reptilian like face. The Goomba thing is. Well, they went with the I'm, flat one so he could be more expressive and whatever. I'm over it for the most part. It's fine. Like I, after watching it, I'm like, it's not, it's not they super upgraded, distracting. They upgraded it a little bit in No Way Home. It's yeah. a little cooler. It's, it's not distracting, but you know, it was a missed opportunity, I think, for something that could have been better. But uh, um, Andrew and Emma Stone's chemistry, really good. It's the best in that movie. Um, yeah. way better chemistry than. Toby and Kristen Dunst, for the most part, aside from Spider-Man One, they actually yeah. that one's believable on my rewatch. Yeah, um, but it's not one I watch a lot. No, I watched it for the commentary. I watched it um, it's, fairly recently, but it's um, not bad by any means. In fact, it might be worse than Far From Home, like from a technical level. Yeah, but, but for a Spider-Man story, it is a Spider-Man movie story. Um, I mean, and Martin uh, Sheen, Martin is, Sheen um, is fantastic as Uncle, Uncle ben. ben. Really good Uncle Ben. I mean, you get the whole part where he dances um, around, saying, "With great power comes great responsibility." Yeah, you know, when when you have great, when you have really strong abilities. <laughs> You, and you, you 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 do the right thing. You have you, a responsibility you, you, to you do, do, the, do the right thing and to use them for good. Be good. <laughs> and then he gets shot. They I, really sped run through that. They really did, and it didn't it didn't work. It didn't hit. It um, did really didn't hit like the original. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, so here's here's the question we have to say. Uh, and then Spider Man Three, memes, a lot memes. of memes. Memes. Um, but, but also, I mean, there's a good emotional through line there. There is, and and, and listen to her commentary because we talk about stuff like Sandman is great. Mm-hmm. The entire movie, he's fantastic. Every scene that he is in, except for the weird underground train sequence, because. Why in does, a nothing space. Why does that space exist? <laughs> it's weird. But it's so fun in it's comic vi- books. It's, it's a video game boss fight level. When he just man's face against a train, just intent on murdering this yeah. guy. No, it's it's really good. Every scene with Sandman is really good. Um, I think. Well, what's interesting, so I think we've if, talked about this yeah. a million times over. The studio pressured Venom onto Sam Raimi. They were like, gotta have Venom. Mm-hmm. When Sandman was going to be an only villain, maybe a little New Goblin, but it was mostly going to be a Sandman story, which all those parts worked well. Yeah. And obviously you could tell that Sam Raimi didn't really want Venom to be in this movie, but he still did a pretty good job with it considering he didn't want it to be in the movie. Because his original yeah, idea, yeah. he was still going to have Peter battle pride and ego and stuff like that. And, right. Uh, because in the movie, like, he kisses Bryce Dallas Howard's Gwen Stacy before the Venom thing. You, like, you he's know, just, here, he's the, turning into kind of an asshole you because know, he's, here's the thing with he's the, this the nerd whole... nobody that went to big popular guy because yeah, everyone here, loves Spider-Man Here's the thing with now. the whole Venom through line with, with the symbiote suit. It's very rushed. It's very cringy, but it gets everything in there. And it still has that same, even Spider-Man 3 being the worst of that trilogy. Not only you have all the emotional through line that carries on from the previous movies and your connection to these characters and, you know, all of that. But it's still, even with all the studio interference... It still has that Sam, Sam Raimi flavor to it, that Evil it Dead does. flavor. Yeah, and and, and and like I said though, but uh, with the symbiote and Venom, Venom sucks. That movie. Topher and Bully Gray, McGuire. I Topher mean, Grace. <laughs> Bully McGuire uh, is, Topher, a, is a meme. He's it's a cringy. It's terrible. But we love it. But all of the stuff that you would expect from a black suit Spider-Man story, it does happen. It's all in there. One, well, how it, all it happens, and he, you know, he. Ramey and the writers decided to make it like, oh, this is like an addiction to drugs. Like, he does a bad thing. He wears a suit to feel better. Yeah. Does another so bad I, thing. I or guess... he kills Sandman, goes swinging around the suit, feels better. And then he does his hair. <laughs> I mean, so I, I guess... He <laughs> dances he... around and, like and, a, a And then lunatic. also New Goblin. I really don't mind New Goblin. There's actually... It makes sense that um, it happened. Actually, that first fight scene between... Great fight scene. Um, Aside from some of the Where he's, like, CGI. grabbing the, 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 the wedding but ring and when stuff. When he's fighting Spider-Man un- without the suit, no matter. legitimately mask. good sequence. Just two men beating each other. And I was watching it with my girlfriend not too long New ago. New York skyline. And I was on the edge of my seat waiting for the... Thunk. No, it's a great action sequence. Oh, and it has end. the funny punchline at the end. Yeah, it's so, good. Um, and I hate to say it. Well, I don't even hate to say it. I, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 1, yes, it has that emotional core. I like Sally Field as Aunt May, by the way. Yeah. Mark Sheed's yeah. a good Uncle Ben. A good Uncle Ben. And he could have been a great Uncle Ben. They rushed they his get, plot given line, him, but great actor. He did a really was just good rushed. job. Yeah. And um, another thing about the Amazing Spider-Man movies that always I've always noticed they just feel so soulless so corporate yeah so I mean you have to make yeah. a good Spider-Man I, I, movie I guess it doesn't what, have what we any have of to that. ask ourselves is when ranking these 
would we do we prefer a movie that has a, a good through line with a manageable plot but mismanages it or a movie that tried to do way too much in the first place because that's what these come down to I think I think Amazing Spider-Man had a very good through line but had a lot of swing and a miss I'm leaning more towards Spider-Man 3 and yeah maybe it's a little unfair but it has what it's got working for it is it's still got that Sam Raimi energy the cinematography and it's got two movies behind it it's got two movies behind it so mm. you fully un- understand well, like, the journeys of New these Gob- characters New Goblin the journey of Peter New Goblin and- I I legitimately don't mind New Goblin because he's been a character since Spider-Man right, right. And it makes sense. So as he and wants you, revenge, and on you Spider-Man. have throughout the entirety of Spider-Man to him going, "Where's Spider-Man, Peter?" Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no! So it made sense. It didn't just come out of nowhere for the sake of it. And even as cringy as it gets, you know, when you see our hero who's overcome Doc Ock, Green Goblin, and his own inner hubris and doing the right thing. You know, I have when, an easier time when you see time, him fall, when you see him hit MJ. And I have an that. easier time rooting for Toby. When you I see do. him fall, you're like, wow, look at where we are now. And then yeah. you see him realize that. And what I like about the movie, though, he's like, yeah, I got to get this fucking suit off. But you never see him blame it on the suit. Yeah. The suit was just his exploit of that his excuse his addiction yeah. which which i hope high. that's how they handle it in the ps5 spider-man 2 is with the symbiote suit of well the symbiote is just um, supposed to enhance your worst qualities yeah. and whatever yeah you know so you, when he's becoming prideful and when he's you know you can't just blame it on this on the symbiote no because it's playing off of your own yeah. problems yeah may i uh so i would have to put amazing spider-man one next. may i grab one of these pacificos I think for that explanation, yeah. For that explanation we just gave, I think we have to give Amazing Spider-Man 1 after Far From Home. I agree with you. 100% on that one. Let's see. And then Spider-Man 3. Yes. I'm not going to be as ballsy to like claim that it's like behind <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse or something. <laughs> I'm not feeling that ballsy today. Good skill. Being able to open a beer bottle with, with a comb. Hmm. I could have asked you for your bottle opener, but a beard comb too. Yeah, I I side tangent. This is the second one. I'm sorry for two tangents putting this on us two already. They're both from me. Um, I remember back when I was still a church going boy. <laughs> uh, when I was in high school, um, I went on like a, a trip with some church people to um, go surfing, uh, which nice. is a really weird thing, like going surfing with a bunch of Mormons. The Mormons, yeah. Uh, but we went to a Mexican restaurant <laughs> afterwards or like this little, it was more like a taco truck. Um, and uh, and I remember one of them had like a, a, a Ritos, you know, and they were trying to open it, but no one had a bottle opener. And I was like, I got you. And I did the thing on the edge of the table where I opened it like that nice. and gave it back to them. And, and I, I remember having a few of them like looking at me like, why do you know how to do that? <laughs> now like, we know. None of your business. <laughs> so we have Tasm 2, Far From Home, Tasm 1, Spider-Man 3. What comes after Spider-Man 3? So mm. what, what, what do we have left? 
We have Spider-Man 2. We have Spider-Man 1. We have Into the Spider-Verse. Across yeah. the Spider-Verse. No Way Home and Homecoming. Yeah. This is this is where it's going to... It's going to get tough from here. Very, very tough. This is the point where, like, where we are really going. I already know my answer. I... I have I, I have I have an answer too. Three, two, one, homecoming. homecoming. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Um, <laughs> now um, this is really hard. It, I really for me like to say. Home, I watched it last week. It's a good Spider-Man movie. It's just a good movie. I like the character. Yeah. I like Ned's. I like this introduction and to a real high school with real teenagers yeah, for it's once. It's a fantastic and, representation yes it is very of, mcu but it doesn't feel too mcu but, like far also, from home it's also really really good representation of high school spider-man yes. which we've never truly gotten no no they're and, always in between school or and dude michael keaton is probably my favorite spider-man villain well and michael outside keaton, of maybe doc Ock. i think what really brings this movie to the next level is michael keaton and he's a very so good raimi style villain yeah yeah just a normal blue collar guy, you know, and then he's what like Electro should have been. Yeah, he's what Electro you know? should have been, and the whole bit and the car were, and we're definitely gonna talk about this bit again when we do the commentary. Where he just pulls right. out a pistol and like yeah. leans over the seat. Yeah, and he just <laughs> threatens. He, he tells his daughter to get out of the car. He's like, "I'm gonna have the dad talk." Yeah, and he pulls out a gun and leans over the seat, and he's like, "So, Peter." <laughs> Or hey Pedro, it's like listen to me. Uh, he calls him Pedro. If you hurt my daughter, or movie, you tell is... my daughter about it, or whatever, I'm gonna kill everyone you love and whatever. And that, I mean, the fact and even though Spider Man could have easily just taken him out because he's just a normal man with a gun, yeah, you still felt scared. I mean, for the, Peter, it's like a testament to the writing in that movie. Also, of, and and the writing and the acting that they're able to make a villain who was scary just talking to him. Yeah. And a testament to Spider-Man's like, character, the whole part where Stark takes the suit away. And I like that Stark was used that way to kind of push him to be yeah. the Spider-Man he should be. This is be. the movie that convinced he, me that Tom Holland is a good Spider-Man. Because like, I, when, when I first watch a movie, and I hear people complain about this, oh, he's just Iron Boy Jr. And, you know, he has Stark to protect him. Stark never really protects him in his movie. No, yeah. One time. And then the other time, he does it to save civilians mm-hmm. when Spider-Man fucked up and blew the ferry in half. Yeah, um, which serves as a way and to then get he's the like, suit if away you, from if him. you don't want, if you can't do it without the suit, then what's the suit about? If you anything, the suit acts because he does the whole thing where he hacks it and all that. Yeah, it acts as a way to further him chasing down these bad guys because yeah. he hacks this suit to like be able to. But then he's just stripped down the barebone Spider-Man mode. I mean, not even a nice studio costume, just the homemade suit. Really good finale. Like, yeah, the whole fight in the school, and and then the plane section where he's stopping the plane. Best one of one. And then he lifts up all the rebel and he does does the whole like come on, come on, Peter, come on, Spider-Man, and like lifts himself up, just like from the the classic Spider-Man. And he ends it all. Leaving a note that says from your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And then, but he's the only Spider-Man like, we've ever seen that didn't just try to beat their villain to a pulp. Yeah. That was trying to he save actually, the vulture. Like, like Toby's would have just been hell marrying him with punches. Yeah, Toby's just, great, but he's, <laughs> he's a brawler. He, he's, he's, he's punch first, ask questions later. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> well, ask questions, punch, 
then get an answer. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, you know Tom Holland, he's 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 trying to save him. Do a quip and then and, do a big punch. Yeah, and, and and you get moments where it's like he's like talking to trying to he's leaving a message on Happy Hogan's phone and he's like, yeah, I saved a lady and she gave me a churro. I'm like, I want that. Spider-Man. There's a lot of good neighborhood Spider-Man moments yeah. in this one that you don't and see. And he a lot. and he ends it. He he saves Vulture. He traps him and then leaves a note. And I like the high school. I yeah. like how they're all teenager teenagers. I like his yeah. chemistry with Zendaya, who's the new MJ and Ned. Great stuff, just great. And also, you have the controversial casting of Marissa Tomei as Aunt May, as just hot young. But Aunt she's May. but she's also like actually a reasonable age to be. Tom no, it Holland's feels aunt. real. It yeah. feels more like, like the real world and less like a comic yeah, book. Yeah, she's world. not. She's not the comic accurate, but she's. It's still a very reasonable casting. It feels more modern that way you know mm-hmm. like that's what uh, an ant would look like you know sometimes. yeah and she acts like an ant too yeah she has you know. that ant energy it's, it's <laughs> like, good stuff and she flirts <laughs> with tony good stuff so yeah i would put spider-man homecoming next and i, I think and listen we've only said good things about it why yeah. are we putting it this low because for the same reason that we put far from home so low it's still a little too it's MCU, still and also an MCU movie. It's, it's still, it just doesn't reach those emotional heights as some of the other ones coming up. That's that's true, and yeah. it doesn't. The most emotional scene in it is when he lifts the rubble. the rubble, yeah, which is a fantastic scene. But it's not like him choosing between the fate of yeah. MJ and a it's it's not whole this great tram full of It's not this children. great hero moment. It's, it's not. This, it's just you a know. Good, it's you don't get this whole moment where. The villain is like, they're gonna hate you for being a hero, and you just be a villain with me. And just, yeah, there's no consequences <laughs> to this that. movie. No, that's I think aside that's, from him, like Vulture. I guess uh, like, the consequence is his girlfriend finds out his dad's bad guy, and then yeah, or or I guess maybe ways. the worst consequence is that Vulture gets some the like Stark tech, some Stark tech, and spreads that out. But, but you then, don't think Stark could have taken care of that? Yeah, you know, Tony probably could have handled that. As soon as he found out that happened, he would just came in and just yeah, you know, it would have been a pain in the ass for Tony. <laughs> well, so I'm sure well, he Tony was very doesn't glad. care about killing. He would have just yeah, bombed well, what, the shit. What, out of what I mean is, you know, Vulture gets a bunch of arc reactions. You know what I mean, and, though. Well, That's the difference between like Iron Man and Spider Man. Iron Man just yeah. kills relentlessly. I mean, yeah. Well, what I mean is like Vulture could have gotten all the arc reactors and stuff. And sold them on the black market. It would have been a pain in the ass. And it would have been a pain in the ass. But you know, you know what that just would have resulted in? Another T- Iron Man movie. Yeah, where he just nukes more terrorists. Yeah, uh, like and and any I, I think any Spider Man movie that ends where like the worst result is we just get another action movie out of it. Another Iron Man movie. <laughs> like it's not. That's not good enough. Like stakes. Like MJ was never in danger. Yeah. No. Which I mean, I'm Ned glad. Ned was in danger of embarrassment when he said I'm, the porn I, well, thing. That I, was pretty I am good. The porn when I, the k- teacher asked him what he was doing, and he yeah. was just like, "Porn." I do really like Great that moment. they didn't do a damsel in distress with Zendaya. No, uh, that's because that's been it's, done. It's overdone. Over and over. We don't and need that shit anymore. It's already been done anymore. right. It's yeah. already you know, stop. We don't need that shit anymore. Is it, you know, we need you know Zendaya doesn't way, doesn't need to be there and just I'm glad to be she saved. Wasn't. Anyways, no. Spider-Man Homecoming after Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Great movie. It is better than Spider-Man 3. It is. Yes. Technically, it's much better, but... <laughs> <laughs> I 
but but we no, have our yeah. reasons. Great yeah. movie, just not that. It, it's about right in the middle on the list. That's fair. Yeah. Well, what what do you think next? Um, so the the only Raimi ones we have left is Spider Man one and two. We have Into the Spider Verse and Across the Spider Verse, and then we have No Way Home. Hmm. Okay. This is this is tough. Really, really tough. I'm going to say, I have an idea. I'm going to say Spider-Man 1. You're going to say that. I'm going to say Spider-Man 1. Man, I hate to say this. Hard to say. We already did Far From Home. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's all right. We already did the This is a hard... It's getting tough now. These are all... (laughs) Man, it's really hard to say that because... But it, I understand why it has to be here because, for one, Spider-Man 2 just took Spider-Man 1 to another level. Yeah. But Spider-Man 1 is still the definitive, the best Spider-Man origin story we've ever seen. It is. Period. Because the only other one that tried it was well, the only uh, one that could Spider-Man arguably, 1 and it didn't I, do Well, I guess our, the, the only one that arguably tops it is into Spider-Verse as an origin story. But Spider-Man 1 is just the perfect origin story. I mean, it's one of the things I like about Homecoming, too, is that it didn't try an origin story. Right. It's like, we already know. Yeah, they were like, you don't need to But that's also what hurt it at the same time. It's less emotionally impactful. We didn't get our Uncle Ben moment until the third movie in that trilogy. Which was a good moment, but we'll get there, yeah. Um, I think I'm going to say Spider-Man 1, and it hurts because Willem Dafoe is my favorite. I'm going to fight you a little bit on this one. Just a little bit. Some good old good old discourse here. Let's see. I think No Way Home could easily go in this spot. See, I was gonna put No Way Home in the next spot. Fair. Um, okay, let's talk about No Way Home a little bit. Yes, it is a great Spider-Man movie. It is a great MCU movie, one of the best MCU movies, and it is a great cap off to that trilogy Mm. but would it be so great if it wasn't for the cameos and the multiverse stuff i think it would have been still very very good and here's my reasoning because is it worse because of the multiverse stuff does that drag it down a little bit? I think Feels maybe the, I think the multi- multiverse stuff maybe drags it down a bit. Not in it's still great. I love the multiverse stuff. But at stuff. the same time, in the third act, the way they use Toby and Andrew is perfect. It it's is. exactly they how you handle would see those the, characters. They handled multiverse the best they possibly could. They completely could have. respect those um, characters, so the way they interact with here, each other. Here's my main And when Andrew saves MJ, Here's and my main reasoning. When is, Toby stops him from killing Goblin, here's, just the so here's here's my main reasoning. It, it's for it's, for a while. It's, like it's like poetry. For a while, I would place it above Spider-Man One. What we talked about with Far From Home and Homecoming. No way Home succeeded where those ones failed. That is true. It actually had serious. They had to beat it into emotional <laughs> beats in it. Yeah. It felt very like it's even though it's doing multiverse stuff it felt real yeah i love i really like tom holland as spider-man and yeah you have dr strange a bit as a mentor figure and whatever yeah but they don't go too heavy-handed with that same i mean mean, he he dr strange serves the plot the plot doesn't serve him yeah and he disappears like a quarter of the way through and also the scene where he's where peter traps him in the mirror dimension was just 
peak Spider-Man being smart shit. Yeah, it's like math. Which I loved. He's yeah. a fucking nerd, and they showed it. <laughs> uh, but no, what I'm, what I, you know, I really like Tom Holland as an actor. I really love him as Spider-Man. He might be my he's primitive objectively. You know, he's Without taking into account nostalgia and the movies themselves, he might be my favorite Spider-Man actor. Man, I don't know if I'm quite there. Well, well, I mean, I prefer. I think it's gonna take one. I I think it. What I need to see is another Tom Holland Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. street level. Yeah, back to well, basics. Well, well that, that's why I say I. I mean, because it brought us to that. I level. mean, in an objective like. You're right. Ignoring the contents of the movie and just him as an actor. Yeah. No, he's great. And the casting. I mean, honestly, he I don't think we've had favorite. a bad live action Spider Man. I really don't think so. Yeah. Um, Unless you want to talk about the, the 70s other, ones. the other movies didn't give him enough of a chance, right? To have those serious Spider Man really emotional hard to beats. Say, but and I guess I'll concede. Spider Man I mean, well, One well, can I, go I, next. I want to hear. Do you have? Do you have an argument for Spider Man One being? I do. Yeah, I want to. I want to hear what you have for to say it being too. higher than No Way Home. Yeah. Yes, No Way Home is amazing. That third act is so beautiful with all the Spider-Men helping each other out, interacting with each other. Andrew saves MJ and Toby stops him from killing Goblin in the same way that he killed Goblin, basically. Yeah. So it mirrors. That's great. And I love all that stuff. I love the different villains getting their time shine. However, it does. It was filmed during COVID. That's very apparent. Yeah. Some of the CGI is a little shady. Mm-hmm. Uh, the green screening can be a little shady. Um, but you know, they did what they could. Maybe they should have waited, you know, that you could argue for that. And the whole bit with Green Goblin and their fight in the condo, that was amazing. And oh. you just get Willem Dafoe I mean, just back I mean, as the same Green Goblin. I gotta and, say, I gotta say, I love a good hallway and fight Alfred Molina scene. and I mean, I, it's all like, good. It's all like the story character moments are perfect in that movie. Like, it, but the movie wouldn't exist. Without the first Spider-Man. And, the, fair and also, fair but that's not my main argument. Yeah. But like I, this movie relies so much on the Raimi trilogy. Mm-hmm. How could you put it above the Raimi trilogy? Okay. Okay. I, I see that. And, yeah. but it, it you, you know, you get the cathartic moment of him, you know, him beating down Green Goblin and like almost killing him. And then you get the amazing Spider-Man moment when all the multiverse stuff is done. Everyone forgets him. And then he goes to talk to MJ and he, and then he yeah. stops himself because he sees that, Oh, she's still got a band aid. You know, he, she could have died because of him. And if it, if Andrew wasn't there, Peter three, she would have died. My girlfriend hated the ending to that movie. I love the ending. Hey, I, I like it. I love it. It's my, the perfect, well, my, my girlfriend, like, because, and I, I get where she's coming from. I get it because she, it sucks. She, for him yeah. Like it's whatever. not a happy ending. And I but understand it's the that. perfect reset that we need yeah, which it Tom Holland me- proved that he was a good Spider-Man in this yeah. movie. He proved that he could fight the battles, literally. And but then it gets a little. It kind of takes away from these characters a little bit. Okay. Oh, it's yeah. like when they instantly find a cure for Doc Ock. When they instantly find the cure for Electro. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they find a cure for Sandman. They just recycle the footage of Sandman and Lizard. It's like maybe sometimes this thing, just because you can make a good thing, sometimes you should leave it alone. Yeah. Well, that's part of it where like Electro's like. That's where I'm. Where stuck. he's, where they're, they're about to cure him and he's like, actually, no. 
Fuck this. Sorry, my I love this movie, though. Oh, it is so one of my good. favorite Spider-Man movie of all time. Definitely in top three, which I think that's where we're at. Four, no. Four. Oh. <laughs> it's up there. We're, we're, well, until Across Spider-Verse came top out. Five. It was yeah, top three. Yeah. But. You know what? You know what? I'm going to concede to you. And it's but actually, I'm not sure if that's where I want. I to think be. they're they're. But let well, me tell you about Spider-Man One. Let's stop talking about uh, yeah, No Way Home yeah. for a second. I just had to rewatch again for like the 30th time. I've seen that movie more <laughs> times than any other Spider-Man movie. Used to watch it all the time as a kid. I've seen it more than a lot of movies. I think the only other movie I've seen it's it my as earliest much. Memory. I think of, Raiders of Lost Ark. I've seen as much or more. It's um, it's my earliest memory of Spider-Man. Because for I, most people our age, it is. I didn't get into. I didn't really, unless you watch the cartoons, the nineties ones. I didn't though. I didn't really great, get into Spider Man until Tobey Maguire. And a lot of people didn't. Yeah. But Spider Man One, Uncle Ben, iconic, never mm-hmm. will be beat. And they, you know, they really make you feel this connection, and you see them living in their little apart. You know, are their little home in Queens, and you know. You get these just these little human moments where it's not a big spectacle. They're just having these human dialogues. Yeah. Where Uncle Ben's like, "Hey, uh, gonna paint the attic?" Or I, I forget what it was, but he was like, "You better be there." And like, you know, all those moments. Yeah. Hey, Michelangelo. Then, yeah. Hey, Michelangelo. Yeah. And you get all the moments, and and Aunt May, she's literally the comic book she's version, the perfect Aunt May. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pulled straight no. from the comics. Also, J.K. Simmons pulled straight from the comics as J. Joe Manjana. They literally summoned <laughs> J.K. Simmons. From, they they laid out a comic book page of J. <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson in a pentagram and lit some candles yeah. and spoke in Latin. And then, J., and then J.K. Simmons arose. And then also, <laughs> you know, Green Goblin is this played off of this corny villain, but you see his evolution... And, I, I do have to say, and you see how Norman was trying to be a father figure to uh, Peter, and like how, he is one of the best comic book villains in yeah, parts of movies. Um, I, I do have to a, a quick a quick mention because we were talking about Across uh, the Spider Verse earlier, um, and I mentioned this in Morning Oddities. J.K. Simmons did reprise his yeah, role yeah, yeah. only for a couple lines. He did though as J.K. Simmons, back. and I love the fact that it's just become the standard now. It seems in Spider Man movies that J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, No Way Home even. That's just the standard. <laughs> you can't deviate from that. But the whole scene where he chases down the crook and where he has the wrestling fight and it's in like a Techno Keller wrestling arena on a Tuesday. And, mm. you know, just weird stuff. With Bruce, Bruce Campbell. With Bruce Campbell being like announcer. the amazing Spider-Man. It's yeah, the at first human he's like, spider. it's the human spider. And he's like, no, that sucks. <laughs> he's like, that sucks. Get out there, kid. It's Spider-Man. And um, Macho Man the- Randy Savage. Savage, yes. So many great Rest moments. in peace. And the um, moment where he lets the guy go, the crook go, and they ret- retcon that in Spider-Man Three. But he lets him go. He's like, it's not, it's not a part. Of, or the classic line: "I missed the part where it's that that's my problem." Yeah. He's an imperfect Spider-Man. And then he kills the guy. Yeah, basically tracks him down and he kills him. That's that's yeah. what that's what Andrew Garfield didn't have. He never caught the guy. Yeah. Toby did. He did, and he killed but him. then he immediately feels bad about it. And everything. Yeah, he did. He, he did no the wrong home. thing. And it's like you want to have that dialogue with him and Andrew. I mean, with Tom Holland 
about that if this movie never happened. It's just hard to put No Way Home over it because you wouldn't have it without it. But at the same time, No Way Home is just a great movie on its own merits. It's really hard for me. I'm a, so, so here's the thing. I'm going to concede to you on this, to your original point. No Way Home so great is because what was put before it. This is the first one. It, it's the it, first one, it, and it was just done so perfectly. It has the Raimi style and, to and it. Honestly, and honestly, thinking about it, this might be some nostalgia. Yeah. But this movie was that's my, this movie was my childhood. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can't ignore that. And, 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 and also, you're right. You know, the, basically, let's put it this way. And the whole moment where Norman is pleading to him, he's like, no, I'm Norman. I didn't want to hurt you and everything. Yeah. And he's like, I was like a father of you. And he was like, no, my father was Ben Parker. Yeah. That And, you know, the moment where he dismisses him in the car. And it's not this exaggerated yeah. thing like it was in Amazing Spider-Man where he breaks the door and all this shit. No, it's just this real moment where he dismisses him. I when, mean, it's you to know, the point where, like, every adaptation of Norman Osborn in comics or cartoons since then has had there. It's not exactly, but well, a, Uncle ben. a little bit of Willem Dafoe-ness. Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> like, the moment where he dismisses Uncle Ben, and then he dies, and, like, you know, he's there after the fact. And he wasn't even... Like, the way it was played out in Amazing Spider-Man 1, Peter was at a Peter was bodega, just a, He was just, just around. convenience store, just around. Uncle Ben gets shot. He shows up. Yeah. No, but in this one, he lied to Uncle Ben about going to the library. Yeah. He fought in a wrestling match. He dismissed him when Uncle Ben said, he was like, I know I'm not your father. He was like, yeah. stop trying to be. And That's... then Uncle Ben dies. He's not there. And mm -hmm. he's the direct cause. Yeah. Yeah. Of letting that he, guy through. He could have stopped the guy and he didn't. Easily. And yeah. that's it's, why it hits um, so hard. And then, you know, when he finally becomes Spider-Man and he beats down Green Goblin. Yeah. And like the whole, and yeah, it's very comic booky. you know, the whole moment where Green Goblin's like, you have a choice, your love or suffer the children. Yeah. But then he saves both because he, that's what Spider-Man does. He doesn't have to, he doesn't have to do it. He doesn't have to make a choice sometimes. And just the way it's, it was it's this filmed, thing that like it's um, so revolutionary. It's I mean, with thing the, that, the like, camera work that Sam Raimi did. You know, starting from Evil Dead, where he had the evil camera zooming through the woods. Now you have it zooming yeah. through the streets in New York City. It's this mentality, feel like Spider Man. Yeah, and it's, it's so this, tangible. There's, this mentality. There's never been a Spider Man um, movie so tangible. Yeah, well, maybe and, another and, one. But. And it's and it's this mentality of just at the end of the day, he's a hero. So he does the heroic thing. And Mary Jane, his love of his life, is basically like, I want to bang you. And he, he doesn't. He says, no, I don't want to be with you. And he doesn't give her any, even though he has all the dramatic poetry he does with her and everything. He's basically He like, ultimately knows. He, he doesn't need to have Ghost Dad telling him not to be he's, with. He's basically like, this would just be irresponsible. Because an amazing Spider-Man 2 and 1. He's with Gwen Stacy, even though he knows it's wrong, but he's doing it anyways. Then her dad dies, and even at that point, he's still trying to be with Gwen Stacy, yeah. and is the direct cause of her death. And then when he finally but, break, and then and then if he had finally if he had broken up with her, he would have she would have been why he'd been like, I've well, been if not. he wanted to track he's her like, down when she's he, trying to go to Oxford, he would have, he would have been like, and, I've been hallucinating visions of your dad, and he keeps saying no. Yeah. <laughs> But no, in this one, he just knew he couldn't be with her. He's, yeah, it, he it was, made that decision himself because as of much his as experience. Because Aunt May almost died in that one to the hands of Green Goblin, which he kills 
Tom Holland's Aunt May. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it's just you have him become Spider-Man and then a lunatic comes after him immediately. Yeah. And and the shot of their fight, it's like Evil Dead where Green Goblin comes out of the rubble. And, like, it just has so much flavor to it. It just so much I'm gonna, cinematic qual. I don't know, man. I'm going to concede I'm, to you. On this, I would have to put. I love No Way Home so much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna concede. I'm gonna say No Way Home, and then on top of that is Spider-Man One, and it's for all the reasons you said. But the primary, the primary reason is that No Way Home is what it is because of Spider-Man One. Yeah, I mean, um, I, it it does everything it does right because Spider-Man One did it right. Yeah, you had that amazing fight with Green Goblin and Tom Holland and the condo because Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's put that down and move on. So We're, no way. This is going to be a longer than uh, well, not longer than normal, but it's going to be on the longer uh, side it, of an episode. Gonna, no way home is next. Oh, I just took a sip of that. No way home. And I was not prepared for it. Uh oh. No way home, and then Spider-Man one, and dude, I'm telling you, I love No Way Home. It's my favorite Tom Holland Spider-Man movie. It's still one God, of my favorite Spider-Man movies. Again, yeah. But I can't. I think, and there's only three more movies left, and I already, well, I have an idea for what should be next, and on the last two, I'm torn on. I'm very torn. I think you might be on the same page as me here. I, maybe. So, let's do the same thing we did a minute ago. Next movie. Okay, three, two, one, Spider-Man Spider-Verse. Ooh, we are not on the same page. Really? That is that's that is different surprising. Than Man, and this one really hurts for me to say because Spider-Man so, Two is my so bread and butter. The, the only, Spi- the only, the the next three, last three movies are Into the Spider Verse, Spider Man Two, and Across the Spider Verse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm thinking into. Do you the sp- still put Spider-Man Two above Into the Spider-Verse? Yes, as our previous list. Yes, above Into the Spider-Verse. I can't fight with you on that one too much. It, I, I, I mean, mean it, it. Well, it's for one, it's really hard to compare. You know, it's different mediums. You have animated, and you have live action. Yeah. Two different Spider-Man stories, very different Spider-Man I mean, stories, but they also, they both are, are both perfect Spider-Man stories. They're, they're practically <laughs> perfect. Just like condensed, like um, into the Spider-Verse is it's what's, it does an origin story better than any other Spider-Man movie ever. Like hands down miles Morales I don't is, think its origin story is good as Spider-Man One. I think and because I Miles think Morales' is. origin story in that movie relies on the multiverse stuff on yeah. other Spider-Man. But 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 still though, I mean, now like, his origin story in the comics, Miles Morales, really good stuff. I go back and forth on whether Peter Parker or Miles Morales is actually my favorite version of Spider-Man. But I think into because the Spider-verse Miles Morales is, is such a Basically, the way I think about it is Peter Parker is a classic, super relatable character. That's what makes Spider-Man so good. Yeah. It's, it's the idea of anyone can be under the mask taken to the ultimate level of anyone could be under the mask. Yes. He's perfect. But 
Miles, but he's Mor- not perfect. But and it's, it's he's outdated as a character. It is outdated. And Miles Morales was the answer. That is true. He's perfect and for also, the modern day. Enough, he works like uh, Donald Glover was considered in the casting of the Amazing Spider-Man movie. Really? And you get that whole scene with him with the Spider-Man shirt and community. Yeah. And, like, he was one of the main influences and inspirations for the creation of Miles Morales. I did not know he and was... And then it comes full circle. Because he's Aaron Davis he's in Homecoming, Aaron, yeah. and, and we're not going to talk about... In, uh, but he's Aaron Davis in Homecoming! Yeah, we're not going to talk about... <laughs> spoilers. Um, yeah, I didn't know that he was, like, an inspiration for Miles Morales yeah. in the first place. That's and super cool. And Michael Bendis was like, we got to make this happen. Wow. We, we got to do... A black Spider-Man. A That's fantastic. Spider-Man. I mean, he's he's a real new Spider-Man. He's the perfect adaptation of the concept of Spider-Man into the modern New York. And also, I like, mean, into Spider-Verse. Amazing. I mean, it was a huge so innovator, good. game changer in animated scene, in the movie scene. It just still one of my favorite movies Here's, ever. I I have a I have a good reason. No compromises, it. Colton. I have a good reason. We have to rank one over the other. I have a good reason to to rank Spider-Man 2 over Okay. Into Spider-Verse. Okay. Spider-Man 2 is a no-nonsense Spider-Man story. That is true. It's as pure as you can Into get. the Spider-Verse it's takes stupid the miles. simple. It, it's yeah. to to <laughs> the to the pure level. Um Into the Spider-Verse as great as it is does kind of bastardize the Miles Morales origin story a little bit. It changes it. It's different. Because it makes his origin story reliant on multiverse stuff. No. And, Which I, I think mean, as much comics, as that makes for a great movie, it, it takes away from the in origin the comics, story. In the comics, he's there when Spider-Man is fighting Green Goblin, the ultimate Spider-Man, the ultimate Spider-Man dies, and Miles Morales gets bit by a spider, and he becomes mm-hmm. a new Spider-Man. Then the universes collide. Then it becomes a multiversity thing. And I'm now not, he's a Spider-Man with Peter Parker yeah. in the 616 universe in the comics. Yeah. And I and I do like in, and they say in Across the Spider Verse this is a spoiler here, um, not like a super plot spoiler, but they basically say Miles Morales that version of him in Into the Spider Verse shouldn't have existed. Yeah, there's multiverse stuff happening that wasn't a coincidence. Well, that spider even in the first movie is from a different universe. Yeah, so like that that's not a coincidence. It's not that that there's multiverse stuff happening. Wasn't fate that's to that caused him to become Spider Man. Um. Which but works. Into the Spider-Verse is absolutely beautiful. I love the animation. Mm-hmm. I love the score, the the storytelling, and, like, I mean, with the different Spider-Man, it's just a great, but Jackson, phenomenal... But Jackson, Jackson, movie. the power of the sun in the, palm, in the of palm of my hand. And again, we wouldn't have No Way Home without this one. I, um, I, I really just think, you know, Into the Spider-Verse... Into the Spider-Verse is next. Not because it's bad, and it's really it's technically probably a better movie in Spider-Man Two. Yeah. But let's okay. Spider-Man Two is such a simple story for the same he's logic. He's battling depression. The the same the, yeah the <laughs> same logic. He's that, a loser. The, he's a loner. The same he, logic for why his, we put Far From Home all the way up the second and last spot, I think needs to apply here. Yes, Spider-Man well, Two. Spider-Man Two. Let me tell. You. I would almost say Spider-Man Two and and Into Spider-Verse are almost are pretty much equal here. But I would have to edge out Spider-Man Two on top for that reason first. because it's a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, it's 
<laughs> well, no, you get the whole Sam no Raimi horror. You get the whole same oh, Sam Raimi yeah. horror scene with the tentacles and everything. Well, it's Doc it's like, but also, but let's cut it down to its core. Yeah, you have amazing action scenes. The train fight scenes, still one of the best superhero fight yeah. scenes, action sequences. You know everything with him and fighting Doc Ock and everything. But you have a story. His life is actively getting worse mm-hmm. because he's Spider-Man. Yeah. Because he's not there just to be a normal person and be there for his friends and, you know, all that. Yeah. He's always running late. He's lo- running late on jobs, losing his jobs, getting fired. Yeah, he's freelance with J. Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson's a dick to work yeah, for. Yeah, it turns out being <laughs> Spider-Man sucks. And like <laughs> it's not fun for him at this point. Like in the first Spider-Man movie... Yes, he had this huge surge of power. The world was his oyster. He felt so good about Spider-Man. He could save people and do great, great things. But now he's been doing that. But action is his reward. He does not yeah. get... Like, I Peter mean, Parker's life actively gets worse as he yeah. is Spider-Man. And you get to the point where, you know, MJ is marrying... J. Joma Jameson's son. Harry is like, hey, happy birthday, Peter. Where the fuck is Spider-Man? Yeah. So you yeah, have your, like, best, Spider-Man my your best friend wants to kill you and hates you, but doesn't know it's you. But it is you because you are Spider-Man. So you're dealing with all that. Yeah. You're a loner. You're, you're, Aunt May's giving you a 20 bucks even though she can't afford it, but probably because you probably need it too. And you're struggling to get a loan at the bank. I mean, it's just. And a, this is like 2004. This is a story when of the just economy a, had not crashed a yet. A man he's struggling, struggling so much that 20 well, he's bucks. Well, in is, New York. Yeah, so he's I struggling mean. so much that 20 bucks is. But like, <laughs> just this man struggling in New York, no real, you know, kind of communal friends. He's in a crappy apartment. He's got the landlord rent. I love that. Rent. But. He's just falling apart. And then he finally gets to the breaking point where he says Spider-Man no more. Because not only he loses his powers, his webbing, because of his stress and everything. His existential crisis. there is stress-related illnesses that happen all the time. So you could argue about it all day. Yeah. But for the emotional plot, you know, thread of this movie, it makes complete sense. He he can't be Spider-Man anymore. It's too much on him. But then... After he goes to just being dorky Peter Parker again, getting hit over the head with books, going someone to, someone has to be going Spider-Man. to college, and then he gets the whole the fire scene where he struggles to f- uh, save one kid, and then they talk about how a bunch of other people died in the fire. And, and, like, and he realizes if you know someone someone's got to do it, and he was like, "Can so, I not get what I want?" And he has to make that realization, yeah. that sacrifice. That no, he doesn't get what he wants. Yeah. He has to be Spider-Man because he remembers what Uncle Ben told Because it's the right him. thing to do. And then you have Doc Ock trying to make a son. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's and just a simple movie. And then Doc Ock is kind of like the op- opposite of that. He's an accomplished, smart scientist, professor, and doing the things that he always wanted to do. But because he did what he wanted to do, he caused the death of his wife and countless others and became a madman. Yeah. Uh, it's just perfect reflection of the man's psyche, and and yeah, you get good action scenes. But then he gets comes to the realization that he has to be Spider Man, and he's like finally happy with it again. And Mary Jane's like, I want to be with you and everything. He's like, you can't. But then since she makes the choice, and yeah, breaks off the wedding. That's a terrible thing to do, somebody. Yeah. Um, but since she makes the choice, <laughs> hey, I want to be with you. You can't tell me what to do. 
he accepts that. He's like, okay, 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 we'll give it a shot. I did everything I could to keep you. He's like, I warned you. I warned you. But like, <laughs> then then he, he ends happy again. You know, it's not completely depressing, but it's a yeah. very depressing movie. It is. But it's such a core, true Spider-Man story. It's where the despite most. Despite everything that life throws at him. It's not just the most. Running late, getting fired. Yeah. Uh you know, doing bad in school because he doesn't have time to study. It is He's just running late. The most Spider-Man Spider-Man has been on film. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's essentially why I have to place it above into the Spider-Verse. Cause they're, I think they're essentially equal as far as quality. And also, but, but we I, talked I'm, about I'm how like just, Toby I got, is I gotta always, say the most Spider-Man one is the Spider-Man. Well, we talked about how uh, Toby's always, um, punching his way through problems. Yeah. Well, we finally get to the point in Spider-Man 2 where he talks to Doc Ock. He's like, how do we fix this? Yeah. <laughs> Which is what makes, you know, Far From Home or No Way Home really, really good because it pulls Doc Ock out of that pretty much that end moment there. Yeah. And you get that Doc Ock. Yeah. And yeah, the whole moment in No Way Home where they, you know, they get back together and they're like oh you're older yeah Yeah. all that stuff it's a really good scene yeah let me guess you had the power to summon palm in your hand or whatever you said yeah it's an arc reactor (laughs) yeah i stark tech but (laughs) yeah i mean it's just a pure no nonsense spider-man movie it's just spider-man yeah it's just the core of this the core of this character it's seriously like you cannot underestimate how important just having a good, strong character-driven story is yeah. in any movie, and so, putting it into an action yeah. superhero movie makes that even better. So, so yeah, so we got we got. Here's the list so far: Amazing Spider-Man Two, Far From Home, Amazing Spider-Man One, Spider-Man Three, Spider-Man Homecoming, No Way Home, Spider-Man One, Into the Spider-Verse, and then Spider-Man Two. Yes. Which obviously leaves Across the Spider-Verse. Um, honestly, yeah. It's the best Spider-Man movie. No, and you know, it's yeah. it's early to say if this is gonna always be um, It might change in the future. Uh, when I, when you know. Beyond the Spider-Verse comes out. Yeah, when that comes out <laughs> and with and with time after subsequent rewatches, but you know, we'll recognize that we can get we can get caught up in hype sometimes. But but this is one I of think the this is one true where, moments where the from, hype is just true. Just from real. beginning I mean, to this movie, from beginning to end, I was enthralled. Let me just put it to you: this it wasn't way. A this could have been moment. an animated movie just about a guy going through a multiverse journey, like everything all at once or whatever, yeah. which is also an amazing movie. It didn't have to have anything to do with Spider Man to be amazing. To be, a, I, a I was, movie. I was. There was not a single moment that I was not glued to the screen. And I had to go use the bathroom a couple times, and I ran. And yes, it is. Like un- I was, I was like, I can't miss. Let a me be real. Moment. It is unfair to compare Spider-Man Two, which came out in two thousand four, live action, to a movie that came out in twenty twenty three, animated, which basically lets it do anything it wants to do yeah. in the visual medium. And uh, unlike some like the honestly, MCU films, like of course this one borrows from its previous Spider-Man films a bit. Yeah, I mean, you have the whole bit where. Uh, I mean, I don't, we didn't spoil too much. I don't want to spoil any more, but 
It's very similar to No Way let's, Home. Let's, it's very and, similar to No Way yeah. Home where uh, Miles wants to just do the right thing and, and save and, and let's just say without, everybody. Without spoilers, and, it recognizes that the live action stuff is a multiverse. It's all connected, baby. Um, <laughs> it's it's just, but I mean, what we said in a review earlier is just as far as a story building off of Into the Spider-Verse, at the end of the day, this is all about Miles. It's about Miles, Miles and learning to be himself, learning... No matter what people tell him. Yeah, learning to appreciate... And he, yet, well, at the end of the day... We forgot to mention, might, like, the emotional through line with his mother is a lot stronger in oh, this one. I love... I, yeah, I like that they made his mother more of a thing. Yeah. And, and the, this is a whole, like, a story arc, like, character arc of it. He realizes at the end of the day, he's in this future 2099 multiverse well, he's spider in a, thing. He's in a position where but, he can solve the problem that every Spider-Man has to have a tragedy. Yeah. And he's like, no. My gut says... No. no. And at the end of the day, and now what you is, may inevitably argue Spider-Man's... that every Spider-Man has to have a tragedy and yeah, to but, become Spider-Man, but, they have to overcome that. But and... what does what makes Spider-Man so good is he follows his gut. Yeah. And his gut is right. And, and, and while then, Miguel O'Hara's being very logical. Yeah. And, very, you know, and, and, and this uh, and also this story of this this, th- this authoritarian theme, about it. This and I love how Spider-Punk of... just instantly you know, just I love Spider Punk. Gets off on the fact yeah. that he's rebelling against them, and he helps yeah. him out. <laughs> he gets um, I love that. Uh, but uh, but uh, you know, this theme also that like it's like down with he's me. in this crazy place. He's in a multiverse with of it. spider people, like infinite spider and people. He know? has to remember, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn, and like I'm gonna be Spider Man. I'm, I'm yeah, gonna he's be. he's like he's like I don't care about all this Spider Man multiverse shit. I am. Miles Morales from Brooklyn. Yeah. And I need to be Miles Morales from Brooklyn. And and it's so good. But, I mean, it's you can't really ignore the animation either. I mean, that's such a oh, huge yeah. part of this. I mean, like I said, every frame is a piece of art. Yeah. Every part of this movie is art. In the same the way score, that Spider-Man 2 the, took I advantage mean, of cinematography in the best way Sam Raimi could, the directors and animators of this movie... Did the same thing. I mean, I almost want to put these uh, a tie, but we can't do that. We can't. No, no. But um, I, I, I'm, but, I'm, I'm not reluctant to put Across the Spider Verse as number one. It is at the moment. No, I mean, my it's, favorite Spider Man movie. It was. It impressed me that much. It, like I said, it pays right. tribute to the live action. It pays tribute to other animated Spider Man, like the Spectacular Spider Man. Pays tribute to the comics. It pays tribute. I mean, every fan of spider-man let's say you didn't like the raimi trilogy for whatever reasons you're gonna love this let's say you didn't like the andrew garfield movies for whatever reason you're still gonna love this let's say you loved both of those you're gonna love this let's say you didn't like the tom holland trilogy you're gonna still love this yeah you didn't like it you're still gonna love this this is for every fan of spider-man i mean we saw a guy that was like in his 80s with a cane in there yeah like this Encapsulates Everyone everything in the, from Spider-Man for the last sixty years of his history. Everyone in the character was was enthralled. It's just and Spider-Gwen. I love it. And like, yeah. I mean, it's just there's, man. And the title drop. It took so long to get to that title it drop. Made it made me such a good. Oh it my God, made it, me excited <laughs> about Spider-Man in a way that no Spider-Man movie has. I mean, it's just like after leaving the theater, I'm just like. 
I'm just like, yes, Spider-Man, yes. And like, I, I haven't felt that way. Since Spider-Man 2. Pretty much since Spider-Man 2. I mean, I guess not, No Way Home, but that's so... But it was so, like, it's built like, off of Spider-Man Built off and, of all that. And, built, and, you know, it's and this, built off of our nostalgia. This was... This didn't... And like I said, the multiverse is in service of the story. The story doesn't service yeah, that. Like, so it's, good, yeah. It's, um... When they have the cameos and stuff, it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel corny. It, it, it feels just like they love Spider-Man. The makers of this love Spider-Man. Yeah. And for good reason, every, you know, they, I mean, just, they, and they show it and they show it. They, yeah. But number, number one right now, I literally, mean, I mean, there's, like I said in the beginning of this episode, there's not one thing I can dog this about legitimately. Yeah. yeah I can bitch about the cliffhanger, but it was a good cliffhanger. It's good. And it, it, they did it. They did it well. They chose <laughs> a good spot to do it. Uh, I mean, it's just beautiful. I mean, yeah. it's just, I've, it's, I rarely I mean, ever say this about any movie. I don't care what it is, how good it is. I always have a problem with it. I do not have a problem with Cross Spider-Verse. I mean, I, I'm just going to say, and this is the biggest compliment I could give to a movie, You know, and you know this knowing me. And my well, you, you should know that. We're pretty cynical. If Beyond the Spider-Verse <laughs> is even in the same tier... It's gonna be one of the this best. This is gonna be up. Time. This is gonna be up there with the movie, the trilogies I binge watch among Indiana Jones and Lord of the Rings, which are some of my. Those are my two favorite trilogies of all time. Easy, same, e- easy. Um, I also throw Back to the Future there, even though Back to the Future Three is kind of weighs it down a little. It's up there, <laughs> but this would beat out Back to the Future. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It, if, if the third one is even in even close to this. So and I have a good feeling that it will be. Yeah. So um, to finish up here, and we'll post this tier list. You better post the tier list. Uh, <laughs> well, it's not tier list. It's a ranking. Ranking. It's a, it, yeah. It's just a straight up ranking. My job is to because if it was a tier list, we'd probably put, you know, like Spider Man two. Most yeah. of them would be S. You would have a couple <laughs> Bs and Cs. They wouldn't all be S. But yeah, there'd be no D tier movies. Um, there were definitely. Uh, anyway, though. Um. I do have, I promised at the beginning of the episode. Wait, before we get to that, I have yeah, one more thing. Yeah, yeah. So let's compare our list to Variety's list. Yeah. This was made Ooh, just two days ago, June 4th, 2023. So the movie that Habit Worse lines up with ours. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Okay, yeah. And number 10. The longest... Until Spider-Man No Way Home and least of the Spider-Man movies is ponderously overstuffed misfire, only partially redeemed by the chemistry generated between Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. I don't think I need to read any more of that. That's pretty much what we said. Yeah. Number nine. Now, this is where it changes. (laughs) Number nine, they have Spider-Man 3. Uh, come on, you you can't you can't give Bully McGuire and Mr. Dick a little <laughs> bit of extra points there, right? Um, and number eight, they have the Amazing Spider-Man. Okay, they're gonna put they're gonna put. I think the biggest difference is they're gonna put Far Far From Home and far, way far way more further up, up than we did. Again, now, this is heresy. This is heresy. Absolute heresy. Okay, okay. Number seven, just above Amazing Spider-Man, have you? What we consider the best, they consider number seven across the Spider-Verse. 
What? Call it too much of a good thing and you won't be far off the mark. That's The bullshit. second animated Spider-Man future focuses no, on... I, I don't even want to hear what they have to say because <laughs> they're wrong. It, how could it be too much of a good thing? It is. It, it was so I, well handled. I like handled. it, though. It was I mean, so well handled. It was a beautiful movie. I like beer. That doesn't mean I don't want more beer. Yeah. I want it. Yeah. <laughs> it was so... Uh, yeah, fuck them. Um, oh, this is such a fucked list. This guy, what's his name? Okay, who, what's, who's the author of this? <laughs> Joy, I mean, Joe Layden. Jesus, probably a Batman fan. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Amazing Spider-Man 2 at number 10. <laughs> Spider-Man 3 at number 9. Amazing Spider-Man at number 8. He's probably a Batman fan who thinks that the Christopher Nolan Batman movies are the best version of Batman of all time. Right, Inclu- including or he's inc- one of the ones inc- that well, Ben Affleck. No, is the best including one. comics and cartoons. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably that guy. He's probably already the Ben Affleck one. He's probably he's probably he's one of those. He's probably he's probably like Christian Bale is better than Kevin Conroy type of fucking guy. Oh, I hate those types yeah, of guys. Those fucking guys. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they had across Spider Verse number seven. Let's see what they put above it. Far from home, far from home over okay. across the Spider Verse. Okay, that's ridiculous. But I I like that they didn't put Far from Home too high on the list. But it's ridiculous that it's over across Spider Verse. Spider Verse should at the very least. I mean, we think it's number one, but we should at least be top three or four at yeah. least to be reasonable. Number five, only at number five. They have Into the Spider-Verse. This no. guy just doesn't like anime. He just doesn't like this. anime. He doesn't I like... I guess. I guess he just doesn't like art. Yeah. Just doesn't appreciate art. Yeah. So at number four, they have Spider-Man Homecoming over Into the Spider-Verse. Okay, that's about where we put it. But not over at Into the Spider-Verse. No, no, but, but on the ranking, that's about where number we put three, it. Number three, they have Spider-Man 2. Oh, fuck this. Number two... Oh, now this is where it's fucked. I'm this is where it's ultimately what they put fucked. as number one. What do you think? Jesus. I mean, well, well, number two, they put No Way Home. Jesus. Which, honestly, I, I could see your argument there. Uh, but yeah. above Spider-Man 2? No. Come on. No, 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 And then number one, Spider-Man 1. They, I mean, he agrees with us as Spider-Man I, 1. Evident, I, I, I. But Spider-Man 1 over a boat, a, over... Into the Spider-Verse and Across Spider-Verse and Spider-Man 2? Yeah. I'm sorry. I evidently disagree. But, you know, then again, we're all entitled to our opinions. Some of them are dumbass opinions. (laughs) Yeah. No, I like that the list was way different than ours, though, at least, you know. But our official ranking, one more time before we end this. One more time, because we got this last thing to send us out. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Far Far from home. The Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3, Spider-Man Homecoming, No Way Home, Spider-Man 1, Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man 2, Across the Spider-Verse. And our previous list, just to remind you, was way more uh, loving towards the MCU trilogy. It was, yeah. But I think wrongly so, actually. (laughs) I I like this new list a lot more. I do like this new list. I feel more pleased with it. Uh... I lost it, but we we ranked the MCU yeah. ones. We high. we did in the last list put Spider Man two and Into the Spider Verse as the top two though, which no that didn't still change. basically didn't change except for the addition of Across Spider. I'm telling you guys, just Across Spider Verse is just it's so good. So it's, good. It's so my good. favorite Spider Man. It just makes movie me ever. Um, Thank so fantasy. I've got yeah. Send us off here. I've got something. So this is this is gonna require both of us. Okay, because there's two parts, and I'm gonna let you choose. 
do you want to be J. Jonah Jameson or do you want to be Peter Parker? I'll be Peter. I feel like you can get the JJ. <laughs> okay. Going. So this is a script that uh, Chat GPT, good old, good old Chat GPT. Um, yep. I said, make up a script for J. Jonah Jameson complaining about Spider Man. Okay. So. Daily Bugle Newsroom. Day. J. Jonas Jameson, a middle-aged, loud-mouthed newspaper editor, paces back and forth in his cluttered office, his face, face red with frustration, and his signature mustache twitches with annoyance. <laughs> Peter Parker, a young ph photographer, stands nervously by the door. Parker! Get in here! I've had it up to here with that well, cr that wall-crawling menace, Spider-Man. <laughs> I like your interpretation. Thank you. Peter Parker enters the office, clutching his camera tightly. Morning, Mr. Jameson. What seems to be the problem? The problem? The problem is that the mask arachnid has become an absolute nuance. He swings around a city <laughs> leaving a trail. Nuanced. <laughs> nuance. <laughs> Sorry. He swings around the city leaving a trail of destruction in his wake. And for what? He takes some fancy pictures and bask in the glory of his web slinging antics. But Mr. Jameson, Spider Man has been instrumental in stopping countless criminals and saving lives. He's a hero. Hero my foot. <laughs> He's nothing more than a reckless menace. He creates chaos wherever he goes. I mean, who gave him the right to be judge, jury, and executioner? What? But he's just trying to make the city safer. He only steps in when the authorities can't handle it. <laughs> safer? Safer, you say? The only thing that's making safer is this crime rate, uh, is the crime rate for those scumbags. They're probably sending him thank you notes for taking care of their competition. And don't get me started on the property damage he causes. It's a wonder the city hasn't gone bankrupt with all the repairs. You almost slipped into an Aussie thing, and that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Aussie Jameson. <laughs> I'm not I understand your concerns, Mr. Jameson, but we can't deny that he's made a difference. He saved lives, exposed corruption, and inspired hope. <laughs> How long does this go on? It's uh, just a little bit longer. <laughs> okay, okay. Inspired hope? Ha! Huh. You know that Spider-Man, what Spider-Man inspires? Copycats. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry thinks they can don a mask and swing from the rooftops. I've got people dressed <laughs> like spiders running around wreaking havoc in the city. It's a circus, Parker. A circus. <laughs> but you have to admit, Spider-Man has a genuine desire to help. He's flawed, sure, but he's doing what he can. Flawed? That's an understatement. The guy hides behind a mask for crying out loud. <laughs> how can we? How can we trust someone who doesn't even show his face? Could so he could be anyone—a criminal, a lunatic, or worse, a politician? Oh, true. Well, Mister Jameson, I respect your opinion, but I believe Spider-Man deserves credit for his actions. He's a symbol of hope for many people in this city. Hope. <laughs> It starts every everything with just repeating the last thing you said. <laughs> hope, hope is overrated, Parker. The only thing that <laughs> I hope for is one day Spider-Man will hang up his web shooters for good. Then maybe we can have some peace and quiet around here. Peter Parker, feeling defeated. 
leaves the office as J. Jonah Jameson continues to rant about Spider-Man. <laughs> his echoing, <laughs> his voice news. echoing through the newsroom. Fade out. He pictures a Spider-Man. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so yeah that is our updated ranking our review of across spider-verse and yeah of course things will change in the future yes and are we being a little too on the hype train for across spider-verse maybe yeah maybe but well, i we'll genuinely work. just genuinely if we change our minds in the future we'll recognize that we were on the hype train but i've not seen a movie that had me on the edge of my seat like that in a long time. And that just had me interested the whole time. It just yeah. surprised me every time. It was beautiful. Just if it doesn't win some shit. I don't want to tell you, I don't care what you guys think. Yeah. I love Across Spider Verse is I love the movie. The, the moment it's out on Blu ray and DVD, I'm gonna I'm gonna be buying that shit. Snag that. Yeah. I kinda wanna go watch some Spider Man right now. Anyways, our place him. Anyways, um, or both. Check out our link tree in the description <laughs> below. Download on your preferred platform. Give us a rating or review on your preferred platform. Uh, we got some more Spotify ones. I would like to see more of that come through. Yeah. And yeah, check out Morning Oddities, our morning show. We try to keep it clean. We just drink coffee. We don't get drunk. You get a more natural, real version of us. Yeah. And it's a good time. We just talk safe. about what's on our mind. Yeah. It's like this, but even less. It's, it's, you know, you know that segment at the beginning where we just like say our recent news and it's tangents. It's that for half an hour, basically. But we're not drunk. Yeah, but we're not drunk. We're often tired or begrudgingly, yeah. you know. Doing so most it. recent episode we actually recorded first thing in the morning. Yep, because we had to, <laughs> and we were tired. Yep, and I think you can tell a little bit. <laughs> uh, but it's a good time, so check it out. Especially if you want something cleaner to listen to around family and friends, kids, whatever. Check something it. to listen on your commute. Yeah, and check it out. And uh, I'm going to say this right now because we say that every once in a while, but no one ever takes us up, takes us up on it. Uh, if you want us to cover a certain topic for an episode, let us know. Send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. Um, and it's a, Do it on Instagram. If, Don't personally send me on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, through the group. Post it on, on our group. Or... Err. Or okay. um or send us a message through Instagram and uh, if it's a topic that we can get out cover, of my comment section. If it's a topic we can no, cover, we totally that. will. No one's ever taken us up on this. And also, <laughs> you know, there's some topics we've been avoiding, and I don't know if I'm gonna talk about it. But, uh, That's why I say if it's a topic we can cover. Yeah. There's a there's there's some that are off limits, but uh, uh, we'll let you know. Porn. If, 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 if you send That'd us, if, we'll do you the courtesy if you message politics. us and say the the three P's: porn, politics, and platypuses. Yeah, we'll never talk about um, it. Uh, it. We'll we'll do you the courtesy <laughs> if, if it's a topic we won't cover. We will we'll message you back and say no, that's off limits. But do it. Hey, no, it's, no it, one hey, ever it, has. It, as long as it's not one of those three P's. Yeah, no one's ever, no one's ever, no one's ever messaged us before. Do it. Well, people have messaged us, but not with no, uh, not for episode topics. Yeah, I mean, come on. 136 episodes. No one has ever making to do all the hard work ourselves. To do. Yeah, I'm glad that no one's telling us what to do. But you know, but, but yeah, sometimes it feels good. We throw it out there every <laughs> once in a while. Anyways, we'll see you next week. We're dragging this on. This is not a test. I repeat, this is not a test. 
The Odd Drunk Podcast recommends you follow their Instagram and join their Facebook group for more fun content. To visit all of our current streaming and social media platforms, visit the link tree in the description. If you enjoy the show, we would be appreciated it if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. The Odd Drunk Podcast would like to remind you to drink responsibly and not to drink and drive. Okay Colton you can roll the outro now.